asking for a friend, I need to know myself. And if you never ask, how would you know yourself? It's crazy how your parents know you more than you know yourself. Growth is good, it's important just to know your wealth. Don't let them take advantage like niggas who speak Spanish. And you don't speak a lick of it, the game will make you trip a bit. Street money is cool till you get sick of it. And all that bullshit that come along with it. Make sure you stay on your square and keep a strong pivot. Cause them cruddy buddies, they'll do you ugly. And why every female favorite question is do you love me? And if you knew better, baby, you would do better. And once you know better, you would show better. Most men want a housewife, but me, I love a go-getter. Your ex pussy wet, but that new pussy be so wetter. No lies detected, just get high and accept it. Go ahead and talk to him, y'all ain't beefing like that. Come on, Doug, why you being like that? Man, let's keep it a stack. Why you say it if you ain't mean it like that? And when you say him, you ain't give him no rap. Man, let's keep it a stack. You ain't gotta say you gon' be right back. Stop bluffing, shorty, keep it a stack. <laughs> Once you start something, can't just leave it like that. Finish the job, homie, keep it a stack. When I... Cause you stay dying. Nigga, have you ever really thought about the limelight? In the room full of stars when you shine bright. I'ma make the right move when the time right. Alright. Nigga, have you ever had a dream during the daytime? Had the same dream since the playground. If you made it come true, cause you stay dying. Nigga, have you ever really thought about the limelight? In the room full of stars when you shine bright. I'ma make the right move when the time right. Calculated every step, so I can't stand a hater out here hating on niggas out here making moves. See a hand after type of shit they waiting on. I'm the type to overlook a hand, cause the wrong step across the arm and leg. Niggas tripping, signing deals in red. I'ma hit the booth and make some hits instead. Light years ahead. We done go short a couple of albums, see we up for the challenge. Now I'm focused on the bread. But these niggas be fucking the standing when it comes to my talents. It just pop up past when it comes to the salad. Yeah, zips to the head. And we never mind hating consumers when it comes to the world. Cause we put them hoes to bed Oh yeah Niggas try to take the page out my book And take the same steps I took Networking, cultivating relationship A skill still for real overlooked Whole squad moving like we Voltron Get a whole nine looking like a gold mine I'ma show mine nigga when it's go time I'ma blow mine niggas when it's show time Niggas try to take the page out my book And take the same steps I took Cultivating and networking relationship A skill still for real overlooked Whole squad moving like we Voltron Get a whole nine looking like a a gold mine, only show mine, nigga, when it's go time. I'ma blow mine, niggas, when it's show time. Yes, sir. Have you ever had a dream in the daytime? Had the same dream since the playground. If you made it come true, cause you stay dying. Nigga, have you ever really thought about the limelight? In the room full of stars when you shine bright. I'ma make the right move when the time right. Alright. Nigga, have you ever had a dream during the daytime? Had the same dream since the playground. If you made it come true, cause you stay dying. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? What's going on with everybody? How my mic sound? Am I good? Am I good? Is it any echo, any feedback? <clears throat> Once again, Pseudo Killers is back in the building. Right now, I'm flying solo, waiting for the crew to give me the, um, I put up the bat signal. Uh, 
So we're just going to wait for the pseudo killers to get in here. But in the meantime, how's everybody doing? I hope everybody had a wonderful day today. And if it wasn't so good, hopefully we can make it better. All right? Cool, cool, cool. All right, I'm crispy. That's what's up. Greetings, 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 greetings. <sighs> so, racism. What should we do about racism? Um, Conversation that we had the other day actually been on my mind um, a lot. Uh, from talking to... Um, to the panel and what black people feel as though it's racism. Right? So it's been on my mind because that's um you know I I understand both both arguments. I understand my argument and I understand the other people who was making the other arguments, right? Um Yes, um, are white people affected socially in a more negative way far as wise racism than black people? No. No. So that wasn't my argument. I wasn't trying to make that argument. I clearly understand that black uh, people, so-called black people, so-called African-Americans, Right and minority uh, groups are affected by racism on it um, negatively more than white people. So if that's the general argument uh, that's being made or the sentiment that's being uh, given, saying that black people can't practice racism, then I understand the sentiment. Alright, I'm a black man. So I understand the sentiment that no, we don't affect white America with our prejudices towards them as harshly as theirs affect us, right? Their prejudices, which racism is a prejudice, is a strong prejudice, um, affects us more negatively then ours would affect them because they're in a position they're on top right now. So I if that's the if that's the sentiment, then I excuse me. If that's the sentiment, and I know that's the sentiment because I'm a black man, I understand exactly where y'all coming from. A hundred percent. But just for definition's sake, black people can practice racism also. Right? And and if you negatively affect someone just because of their race, right? Um, then that was racist. Simple and plain. There's a lot of things that we can say on these platforms that shows black people level of racism. Now, I I know most of us think that it's a response uh, to other people being racist towards us. Um, but two dull, I mean, two wrongs don't make a right, right? So, and I'm not, I'm not asking anyone to be a pushover either, right? I'm not telling anyone to accept racism. Um, but the same groups that 
you know, um, fight against racism, right? And and claim that it's it's it affects them so negatively, shouldn't then turn around and start practicing those same behaviors, right? Um, that's crazy. That's like saying. That's the equivalent of saying that burning my house down is wrong. If somebody else come in my house and start setting things on fire, that's wrong. That's bad, right? It negatively affects my well-being, my home, everything that, you know, I got going on. Setting my furniture on fire is wrong, right? In response to that, I shouldn't start setting my house on fire also. That would be crazy. If it's bad to practice setting stuff on fire, then you shouldn't set stuff on fire. If it's bad for white people to practice racism, then it should be bad for you to practice racism. Simple and plain. And especially the people that know how I feel, right? Especially the people that know how I feel. Um, have y'all ever heard Martin Luther King's uh, letter from Birmingham jail? Have y'all ever read Martin Luther King's letter from the Birmingham uh, jail? If y'all haven't, y'all should. You know what I mean? Um, one of the, I think he, the letter, he, he wrote that letter from Birmingham jail. He wrote different clergy members, right? And this one letter he wrote to one of the white clergy that was um in his town. One of the white um reverends, right? And he laid out how, you know, racism had affected him since he was a child, right? Um, let me see if I can pull that letter up. Yeah, Lakeisha, I can read it. I'm going to pull it up. Let me find it and pull it up. That should be good. All right. Let's see. See how long it is. It don't matter. I'm going to read it anyway. All right, yeah, go to your TV. 
He said, oh, hold on, what I call Latika. I'm sorry, Latika. I'm, 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 listen, I'm going to swing my camera around one day, and I want you all to see how far my computer screen is away from me. Um, I apologize. Let's see if I can blow this up a little bit. How smashing them be blowing that shit up? One more time. <clears throat> All right, that should be good. Hopefully, everybody can see it. Well, let's get it. <clears throat> Letter. Letter from Birmingham Jail. This is August 3rd. This is August 1963. I think he did uh, four months on this stint. It's crazy. This man was away from his family going to jail and all of this. Martin Luther King, true soldier. Swear to God. Really the king. All right. <clears throat> Letter from Birmingham Jail by Martin Luther King Jr., from the Birmingham jail where he was imprisoned as a participant in a nonviolent demonstration against segregation, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. wrote in longhand the letter which follows. It was um, his response in a public statement of concern and caution issued by eight white religious leaders of the South. Dr. King who was born in 1929, did his undergraduate work at Morehouse College, attended the um, integrated Crozer Theological Seminary in Chester, Pennsylvania, one of six black pupils among 100 students and the president of his class and won a fellowship to Boston University for his PhD. He's a sharp brother. This is his letter that he wrote to the white clergy, the white reverends of um, his town. What's going on, everybody? I'm going to speak to everybody in a minute. <clears throat> he said, while confined here, while confined here in the Birmingham City Jail, I came across your recent statement calling our present activities unwise and untimely. Seldom, if ever, do I pause to answer criticism of my work and ideas. If I sought to answer all of the criticisms that cross my desk, my secretaries would be engaged in little else in the course of the day, and I would have no time for constructive work. But since I feel that you are men of genuine goodwill 
and your criticisms are sincerely set forth, I would like to answer your statement in what I hope will be patient and reasonable terms. I think I should give the reason for my being in Birmingham since you have been influenced by the argument of outsiders coming in. I have the honor of serving as president of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, an organization operating in every southern state with headquarters in Atlanta, Georgia. We have some 85 affiliate organizations all across the South and and being the Atlanta Christian Movement for Human Rights. Whenever necessary and possible, we share staff, educational, and financial resources with our affiliates. Several months ago, our local affiliate here in Birmingham invited us to be on call to engage in a nonviolent direct action program if such were deemed necessary. We readily consented, and when the hour came, we lived up to our promise. So I am here along with several members of my staff because we were invited here. I am here because I have basic organizational ties here. Beyond this, I am in Birmingham because injustice is here. Just as the 85 I mean, excuse me, just as the 8th century prophets left their little villages and carried their thus saith the Lord far beyond the boundaries of their hometowns, and just as the apostle Paul left his little village of Tarsus and carried the, good, the gospel of Jesus Christ to particularly every hamlet and city of the Greco-Roman world. I, too, am compelled to carry the gospel of freedom beyond my particular hometown. Like Paul, I must constantly respond to the Macedonian call for aid. Moreover, I am cognizant of the interrelatedness of all communities and states. I cannot sit idly by in Atlanta and not be concerned about what happens in Birmingham. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny. Whenever Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. Never again can we afford to live with the neural preventable outside agitator idea. Anyone who lives inside the United States can never be considered an outsider. You deplore the demonstrations that are presently taking place in Birmingham, but I am sorry that your statement did not express a similar concern for the conditions that brought the demonstrations into being. He's talking to white men right now, white preachers who said that they was concerned 
he's scolding them. He's saying, y'all are more worried about us coming here to demonstrate than the goddamn, uh, um, the conditions that led to the demonstrations. Man, let, let, let Martin talk to these fools, man. I am sure that each of you would want to go beyond the superficial social analysis who looks merely at effects and does not grapple with underlying causes. I would not hesitate to say that it is unfortunate that so-called demonstrations are taking place in Birmingham at this time. But I would say in more emphatic terms that it is even more unfortunate that the white power structure of this city left the Negro community with no other alternative. In any nonviolent nonviolent campaign, there are four basic steps. Collection of the facts to determine whether injustices are alive. Negotiate self-purification and direct action. We have gone through all of these steps in Birmingham. There can be no gang saying of the fact that racial injustice engulfs this community. Birmingham is probably the most thoroughly segregated city in the United States. Its ugly record of police brutality is known in every section of this country. Its unjust treatment of Negroes in the courts is a notorious reality. There have been more unsolved bombings of Negro homes and churches in Birmingham than in any other city in this nation. These are the hard, brutal, undeniable, unbelievable facts. On the basis of them, Negro leaders sought to negotiate with the city fathers, but the political leaders constantly refused to engage in good faith negotiation. Then came the opportunity last September to talk with some of the leaders of the economic community. In these negotiating sessions, certain promises were made by the merchants, such as the promise to remove the humiliating racial signs from the stores. On the basis of these promises, Reverend Shuttlesworth and the leaders of the Alabama Christian Movement for Human Rights agreed to call a moratorium on any type of demonstrations. As the weeks and months unfolded, we realized that we were the victims of a broken promise. The signs remained. As in so many experiences of the past, we were confronted with blasted hopes and the dark shadow of deep disappointment settled upon us. So we had no alternative except that of preparing for direct action, whereby we will present our very bodies as a means of laying our case before the conscience of the local 
and national communities. We were not unmindful of the difficulties involved. So we decided to go through a process of self-purification. We started having workshops on nonviolence and repeatedly asked ourselves the question, are you able to accept blows without retaliating? And are you able to endure the ordeals of jail? We decided to set our direct action program around the Easter session season, realizing that with exception of Christmas, this was the largest shopping period of the year. Knowing that a strong economic withdrawal program would be the byproduct of direct action, we felt that this was the best time to bring pressure on the merchants for the needed changes. Then it occurred to us that the March election was ahead. And so we speedily decided to postpone action until after election day. When we discovered that Mr. Connor was in the runoff, we decided again to postpone action so that the demonstrations could not be used to cloud the issues. Smart. At this time, we agreed to begin our nonviolent uh, non witness the day after the runoff. See, they was doing political demand. These guys were smart, man. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, if they haven't read this, is disgraceful. <laughs> hey, um, I'm about to send y'all the link. I want. Uh, give me a second, y'all. Let me make this uh chat link for Uncle. Let me give me a second. But I, I hope everyone is enjoying the um the read of this letter though. Um, let me see. Let me start the zoom up. <clears throat> Give me a second. I'm starting this uh, Zoom link up, y'all. Uncle and I'm crying. Copy invite link. They crying. I don't know what they crying for. <laughs> I told them I was going live and ain't nobody respond. All right, here we go. Hey, I I sent I sent y'all the Zoom link, man. Let me um let me get back to uh cutting this uh this up. <clears throat> This reveals that we did not move irresponsibly. All right, let me let them in. They coming in with my advance. 
Hey, Vance, I'm going to make you the, uh, I'm going to make you the co-host real quick. So when Unc and them come in, you can let them in. Because I'm in the middle of, okay. reading, I'm in the middle of reading, uh, Martin Luther King letter from jail. Okay, cool, cool. One of his letters from jail. What's going on with you, bro? You cool? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm cool, I'm cool. All right. <clears throat> All right, y'all. So remember, he's writing this to... Uh, eight white clergy members. What's going on, Sabio? I know you already read it, Sabio. <laughs> All right. Um, this reveals that we did not move irresponsibly into direct action. We too wanted to see Mr. Connor defeated. So we went through postponement after postponement to aid in this community need. After this, we felt that direct action could be delayed no longer. You can let Ken and um oh there you go. Um you may well ask why direct action? Why sit-ins, marches, and so forth? Isn't negotiation a better path? You are exactly right and your call for negotiation. Indeed, this is the purpose of direct action. Nonviolent direct action seeks to create such a crisis and establish such creative tension that a community that has consistently refused to negotiate is forced to confront the issue. See, a lot of y'all think that, uh, that, um, that um the nonviolent direct action uh wasn't um forceful enough. But he 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 here is Martin Luther King expressing the type of tension of what they was doing, what it caused communities. He was saying, man, this is this, this is disruptive to the economy. That's why they was doing it. When you got 400 black people marching outside of the goddamn local shopping district. It makes white people not even want to come down there and buy from the stores. Right? So now the goddamn merchants in them got to start making negotiations with the black people and, and giving into their demands. Right? Because they ain't making no money when you got four or 500 black people, angry black people marching up. And down the street in front of the stores, white people get intimidated. They don't want to shop. They scared. Boom, boom, boom. Nobody is making money. So that forces the community, right? That forces the community to have to address the, the demands and issues that uh, the group that's uh, putting um, on these um, marches have been calling for. So let me continue. Nonviolent direct action seeks to create such a crisis and establish such creative tension that a community that has consistently refused to negotiate is forced to confront the issue. It seeks to dramatize the issue that it can no longer be ignored. I just referred to the creation of tension as a part of the work of the nonviolent resistor. This may sound rather shocking, 
But I must confess that I aren't coming in now. Let me see. All right. He says, I must, I just refer to the creation of tension as part of the work of the nonviolent resistor. This may sound rather shocking, but I must confess that I am not afraid of the word tension. I have earnestly worked and preached against violent tension, but there is a type of constructive nonviolent tension that is necessary for growth. Just as Socrates felt that it was necessary to create a tension in the mind so that individuals could rise from the bondage of myths and half-truths to the unfettered realm of creative analysis and objective appraisal. We must see the need of having nonviolent gadflies to create the kind of tension in society that will help men to raise from the dark depths of prejudice and racism to the, majest to the majestic heights of understanding and brotherhood. So the purpose of direct action is to create a situation um, to crisis pact that it will in inevitably open the door to negotiation. We therefore concur with you in the call for negotiation. Too long has our beloved Southland been uh, bogged down in the tragic attempt to live in monologue rather than in dialogue. Let me get Brendan up in here. <clears throat> All right. One of the basic, <clears throat> one of the basic points in your statement is that our acts are untimely. Some have asked, why didn't you give the new administration time to act? The only answer that I can give to this inquiry is that the new administration must be prodded about as much as the outgoing. Hold on. Oh, everybody coming in. Let me let so sign. Brendan, I'm going to give you this co-host. What up, Chef? What's happening? Ain't nothing. Um, trying to get through this uh, Martin Luther King letter from the Birmingham jail to the white clergy. All right. <clears throat> this is a... Uh... It's the monumental piece. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the brother Sabio said uh, in the chat, he said, if you guys haven't read this, th that's disrespectful. <laughs> Definitely is. <laughs> All right. Peace to the Sabio. Yes, sir. All right, let me get back to it. Why didn't you get the... All right, so he... the I guess the clergy had asked, you know, um, Martin and them to give the new administration time, right? Um, like, like they just got in office. You ain't even give them time. Nah, Martin, like, man, look, we got to get on the new administration fast because we let the old administration 
wait too long. They kept telling us we'd get to it. Listen to what he's saying. The old administration was saying, look, we're going to get to it. This ain't the right time. So he, they, Martin said, man, we, we was tired of all of that. So when the new administration came in, we jumped right on their ass, right? They were going to have to do something now, right? And, he, and, and the reason for me reading it is to show that is to show that these uh that racism living under racism right was such a burden on the black community that you know they couldn't wait they, they, their whole life was engulfed in this racism it, white people could easily say let's wait this that and the third right older people would say well that's just the way it is that was a great thing while Martin and them, they were young. Young people don't want to wait. Young people want the world to change right now. They're not comfortable with the way the world is. When we get in our 40s, we get comfortable with the way the world is. You know what I mean? We, we, get, we, we, learn, how to, we learn how to navigate the world, right? The way it is. And we get comfortable. But when you're young, you see all of the problems and you want to fix that shit. So change is always spearheaded by the young people. Martin Luther King and them, they was in their 20s and 30s when they was doing this shit. But let me get back to it. He says, why didn't you give the new administration time to act? He says, the only answer that I can give to this inquiry is that the new administration must be prodded about as much as the outgoing one before it, before it acts. I'm sorry. Um, we will be sadly mistaken if we fed that the election of, if we feel that the election of Mr. Bartwell will bring the millennium to Birmingham. While Mr. Bartwell is much more articulate and gentle than Mr. Connor, they are both segregationists dedicated to the task of maintaining the status quo. The hope I see in Mr. Bartwell is that he will be reasonable enough to see the futility of massive resistance to desegregation. But he will not see this without pressure from the devotees of the civil rights. My friends, I must say to you that we have not made a single gain in civil rights without determined legal and nonviolent pressure. History is the long and tragic story of the fact that privileged groups seldom give up their privileges voluntarily. Individuals may see the moral light and voluntarily give up their unjust posture. But as Renhold Nibur has reminded us, groups are more immoral than individuals. Y'all hear that? Groups are more immoral than individuals. See, if you catch a person one-on-one, -on -one, right? They ain't going to be as harsh. But when you get a mob together, 
that that mob group mentality, a white person alone wouldn't go up to a black man and lynch him, right? But a group of white people, oh yeah, nigga ass in trouble. You feel me? A nigga ass in trouble, but let me get to it. We know through painful experience that freedom is never voluntarily given by the oppressor. It must be demanded by the oppressed. Frankly, I have never yet engaged in a direct action movement that was well-timed according to the timeable, uh, the timetable of those who have not suffered unduly from the disease of segregation. For years now, I have heard the word, wait. It rings in the ear of every Negro with a piercing familiarity. This wait has almost always meant never. It has been a tranquilizing, uh, tholomade, revealing the emotional stress for a moment, only to give birth to an ill-formed infant of frustration. We must come to see with the distinguished jurist of yesterday that justice too long delayed is justice denied. We have waited for more than 340 years for our God-given constitutional rights. The nations of Asia and Africa are moving with jet-like speed toward the goal of political independence, and we still creep at horse and buggy pace toward the gaining of a cup of coffee at a lunch counter. I guess it is easy for those who have never felt the stinging dots of segregation to say, wait, but when you have been, when you have seen vicious mobs lynch your mothers and fathers at will and drown your sisters and brothers at whim, when you have seen hate-filled policemen curse, kick, brutalize, and even kill your black brothers and sisters with impunity, when you see the vast majority of your 20 million Negro brothers smothering in the airtight cage of poverty in the midst of an affluent society. When you suddenly find your tongue twisted and your speech stammering as you seek to explain to your six-year-old daughter why she cannot go to the public amusement park that has just been advertised on television and see tears welling up in her eyes, in her little eyes, when she is told that Funtown is closed to colored children, and see the depressing clouds of inferiority begin to form in her little mental sky, and see her begin to distort her little personality by unconsciously developing a bitterness towards white people, when you have to concoct an answer for a five-year-old son asking an agonizing pathos, Daddy, why do white people treat colored people so mean? When you take a cross-country drive and find it necessary sorry, to sleep 
night after night in the uncomfortable corners of your automobile because no motel will accept you when you are humiliated day in and day out by nagging signs reading white and colored. When your first name becomes nigga and your middle name becomes boy, however old you are, and your last name becomes John, and when your wife and mother are never given the respectable title of Mrs., when you are hurried by day and haunted by night by the fact that you are a Negro living constantly in tiptoe stance and never knowing what to expect next and plagued with inner fears and outer resentments when you are forever fighting a degenerating sense of nobodiness, then you will understand why we find it difficult to wait. There comes a time when the cup of endurance runs over and men are no longer willing to be plunged into an abyss of injustice where they experience the bleakness of corroding despair. I hope, sirs, you can understand our legitimate and unavoidable impatience. I'm going to pause right there because that last paragraph, if you didn't live there at that time, that if you can't understand what black people went through and how we felt at that time. Martin Luther King summed it up, right? And his words, it, it can't get no better than that. Now, I know James Baldwin was a bad motherfucking writer, but the way Martin Luther King just put uh, how racism affected us and how it felt to the Negro in the 50s and 60s, man. Let me see. Let me see. All right. Where y'all at? Where y'all at? Shit, you rocking. You rocking. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You understand how, uh, how powerful he was just with his words. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's one thing to, to, to understand it, but it's another way to be able to articulate it in that fashion. You know what I'm saying? Hi, man. Hi, man. He definitely, man, he put that, man. If you, and he, again, he was talking to white preachers, right, that he was in communication with, right? So, you know, they was telling him, man, you need to hold off, get a city time. You know, we going to fix this. Boom, boom, boom. And he's saying, man, yo, we can't wait. We can't be on your time schedule. You don't go through what we go through. And he told him, I know y'all well-meaning, right? He, he said, I believe in y'all sincerity, right? As, as white clergy, right? I believe in y'all sincerity, but we can't wait. You feel me? Like, this, this is how this shit feel to us. 
If the house is on fire, we got to get out. The, the fire got to be put out. You know what I mean? We can't wait for you to say, yo, just stay in there until the fire truck come. No, motherfucker, get me out this house now. The motherfucker, want, the fire is on me now. But, but go ahead, y'all. And the way he phrased it in that letter, like uh, how he phrased it like that, surely you all, I believe you're all men of goodwill. Mm-hmm. That, that's, so that's, that's psychologically already disarming right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Psychologically, yeah. that's, that's, you feel me? That's, so now it's like, okay, right, yeah, I am, I am a good man of goodwill. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So his words are precise. It's very strategical. You know what I mean? Very, very strategical. That's a fact. What's up, Brendan? Yeah, in, in, in terms of how, how powerful some of the, those words are, right, there were also images going out around the country at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, my friends, I'll, I'll kind of show you um, a couple of the famous ones that they uh, they even have at the African American Museum. We kept talking about this and and we talk about the, the the Pine Bluff sit-ins, right? And the famous picture on the, the left there, um, you know, the guy um, subject to Jim Crow and the separate but equal, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. Um, these images were sort of going out around the country at the same time, right? And and you can't ignore, right, at the when these guys were doing sit-ins, right? they were doing sit-ins around the entire country at the time, right? I actually spoke with uh, one of my partners. He was an older guy. He was about around 65 or so. He was talking about, he was like, yeah, um, we were actually doing sit-ins back um, at my hometown as well, right? They, those guys were doing sit-ins as well, right? Um, so these things were like happening around the country. You were talking about nonviolent resistance and the images of the, um, of, the, of the inequality was going out at the same time. So, yep. That's a fact. That is a fact, man. I I always I I I think you know um probably tomorrow I'm gonna read um another piece um I, I have a a James Baldwin piece that always um that always moved me every time you know you know I read it so I'm, I think I'm a I'm gonna do that one tomorrow um and I, I think we should revisit some of these um. Um, these uh, r- these writings from the civil rights are right, and uh, is is a great channel that's out. Um, is a guy that is an old white guy who he didn't archived all of these um old um interviews with people from the fifties and sixties, and they tell how it was to live in those times, man, and is. Man, did they hear those people talk about what they, you know, went through, right? And how it felt, right? Just how it felt. Um, What's the channel? What's the channel? I, I got to look for it, but it is dope as hell, man. It's, it's dope. When I find it, I'll put it in the back chat. I'm about to look for it now. What's going on, Unk? Right, I stepped away. Probably. He just came in here. Sabio, I know you wanted to get in. What's going on, Sabio? Peace. What up, y'all? What up? First off, uh, Chef, I want to say that was a beautiful reading. And I didn't want to uh, come off sounding 
um, over aggressive or rude when I said what I said at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. But this was something I think everybody should have read by at least the sixth grade. Because <laughs> I read it in the sixth grade. The yeah, whole letter. Everybody ain't reading that in the sixth grade. <laughs> listen, gotta be I'm a te- this is, listen, the thing, the reason why I read this letter in the sixth grade is my mother was a panther. So she kept me reading stuff like this. Right, so who else's mother is a pan? See what I'm saying, bro? Like, come on. Right, and 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 that's why I said what I said. That's why I, I took that back because to come like I, that, right? I didn't mean to come off like that. It was kind of off-putting and kind of rude because some people aren't around people. Who hold on, hold on. Hey, yeah, yeah, hey, 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 cool Joe. Yo, good save. Yeah, is yo, cool Joe. Cool, cool Joe, man. Yo, you's a sharp nigga. Like, if ain't nobody never tell you this. And you from down my way too, so I it's already know how like the history that. teacher, bro. So shit like that, like he knowledgeable the history, bro. Like, yeah, no, he just gave the uh, the channel or the dude that I was talking about uh, Huffman. Yo, you the fact that you even know about that, yo. Every time this nigga say something, he impressed me, man. You, you sharp nigga, yo. I ain't gonna. <laughs> but. Again, but talk about I, Virginia. Yeah, yeah, but be in was, the house. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Virginia but what now. I was gonna continue to say, and I'll be done, is uh, what what he was really hitting on, and what my mother made me realize was the situation that they were living in. It wasn't, it wasn't really conducive to living. They mm. literally were like living back, like in the eighteen hundreds, in there minds that's how bad it was that's why his words were so powerful and rang a bell and had such an impact at that time and like i said in the chat like i got the whole letter here and right behind that i have the i have a dream speech the whole letter like they're actually to be read together and a lot of people don't know that but they are to be read together yeah that's 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 dope that's dope magic mike what's up bro What's going on, my friend, man? Hey, thanks for opening up with that. That was very powerful. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. What'd you think about it? So where was so Martin, Dr. Martin Luther King? How old was he around uh, that in time? 63, in 63, he was born in 29. So in 63, uh, Brendan, do that calculation. <laughs> like 30, he was, it was like 36, something yeah, like 36, 34, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and so so it's interesting how that cry for justice, you know, continued throughout the rest of his life. It never only incremental changes um, up until his passing, assassination. So that was just a continuous cry throughout the whole time. I wonder what <clears throat> wonder what he would say now in this last twenty years if he was uh, writing to clergy members today. Um, kind of what what that message would be, kind of in line with the title of the the chat about what uh, what do we do about racism? <clears throat> mm. Yeah, that's deep. That's that's a question right there. Because most of the images, I think Brendan mentioned the images. Uh, most of what he talked about and he was crying out about are no longer really an issue. Certainly not an issue like they were in that day, but there are right. other issues now. What are those prevalent issues now that he would 
be advocating for so strongly. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's a question point. for us, though. Yeah, yeah, that's that's deep. That's a question for uh, you know uh, modernity for, for for us. You know, right? Like like like, will will Martin Luther King be opposed to the Black Lives Matter movement? Be I think he to, would. He'd be opposed to hip hop. I know huh? that. <laughs> I'd be opposed to hip hop, but I don't think he would be opposed to the Black Lives Matter movement. You know, I think he'll be opposed to the direction that they're going in. Let me just say, like, I think, like, you know, because even when they were doing the movement, we still and I and I, I like the way that Martin was laying out his strategy in terms of a nonviolent uh, protest and how protesting affects. Uh, income, you know what I mean? I was laying it out, mm. and then when you fast forward to 2022, you know, you have people that will say, you know, and all that damn march ain't gonna miss nothing, and it, they'll take it even back, you know what I mean? They'll, they'll use that to say that, you know, we shouldn't march, we shouldn't protest, which I would think would be, you know, the, the anti what ML Marley the King was about. Mm. Facts, Unk, you wake up yet? And I, I would say this as well. I don't know how you guys think about this. I guess you would say the distinction between what you would say the ground, the, the, the grassroots groundswell um, related to the, the Black Lives Matter movement, right, as being something somewhat different uh, than the organizational arm of the Black Lives Matter movement, right? Um, in my mind, those are things that are somewhat distinct and different, right, um, where I could actually you know, agree with the groundswell and the grassroots piece, right? Maybe not so much, right? I don't necessarily agree with the uh, the organizational uh, arm of it. So, yeah. Right. No, but there's a difference between, you know, Black Lives Matter and the Black Lives Matter movement. Right. I mean, so sometimes people think that it's all one of the same. It's, it's Black Lives Matter is its own entity. The Black Lives right. movement is a coalition of uh, other other African American groups in conjunction with the Black Lives Matter. So, mm -hmm. right. And I don't know if you guys ever had a chance to actually um, review this. Uh, there's this is an old piece that I had back in college. I bought this. It's called "Remembering Jim Crow." Right. Mm, I read that in years. Um, I read that since I was in college. Dude, this was uh, probably what is it, over 15, 20 years ago, Sabio. They did this. Um, it was actually a, uh, a piece. It's called the Behind the Veil Project that was done by Duke University. And it has a lot of these narratives and stories. It's got like a, it's got two CDs and it's about two hours worth of just narratives about people who live through like uh, the segregated South and some of their accounts. Right. Um, maybe when we have time on a show, we can listen to some of those uh, some of these narratives as well, because those are. A really powerful, um, um, sort of sort of reminds me of the uh, the series that you're just talking about, um, uh, Chef. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. eyes on the prize. I need to grab that link out the chat. Y'all taking the chat, Chef? You put it in the back chat? No, I'm about to put it in there now. I'm looking for the channel now. I had to uh, find a guy name. Have y'all? Uh, have y'all? Uh, ever watched any uh, Eyes on the Prize series? Uh, yeah, they used, to, they used to play that on television back in the days, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
right? I remember that. I remember watching that as a kid. Um, most of it was in black and white, right? Yeah. I remember they used to play, play it on uh, CBS. Yeah. Around the uh, Dr. Martin Luther King uh, birthday. They would yep. always play it, right? Mm-hmm. I got the book. Well, I grew up reading the books and the series. You see, that's what I'm talking about. So I was kind of privileged or uh, privy to that information at a young age. I didn't read all of them. I read the things that I felt were would help me help would help me connect history up. So if I seen something in a history class that I didn't fully understand, I would grab something from that era and connect it up like that to help me better understand slavery and history and how these things all worked out. But you know. Yeah, that's uh that's- and and this is this is a really good, I guess, topic what you remember. You say, what should we do about about racism? Right. Um, and one of the one of the interesting things for me about it is that um I don't know if you guys have ever gone online and take taken what they call a cognitive bias test. Mm-hmm. You you would be surprised, right? Even even yourself, right? Um, how how Imp or unknowingly, right? You could even be a black person could be racist against black people. Yeah, yeah. until you have your old biases against your own people. Facts. Exactly. Man, it, I was I was really surprised. I I got online once and I took a cognitive bias test, and it was it was based on a, a few different elements. Right. One of them was um your your bias against age ageism. Right. Um, one was biased against um, sexism, right? Male versus female, right? And then the other one was biased against race, right? Um, and it sort of leads out. I, w- I won't spoil it if anybody wants to actually go online and take one, but I'll just give you, for example, a cognitive bias against um, ageism, right? Um, it, it flat out asks you in the very beginning. He says, "Do you do you do you prefer right?" Um, your associations with older people or younger people, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I like hanging out with older people more. I don't, so I usually don't hang around younger people, right? And it went through a series of questions, right, and showing mm-hmm. images and says, okay, well, do you think that this is a negative image or a positive image? Showing older people and younger people, asking you questions, what, how would you associate this image with this particular question, right? And at the very end of it. Right. It, it wasn't anything how I thought it would be. Like, no. <laughs> you, you because absolutely... it's based off the percentages. Right. And it's and it's based off a, a lot of questions that you wouldn't necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's sort of how, how they ask the questions. It's not very direct. Facts. Right? And, it, and it and it unveils that what we call that implicit bias bias mm-hmm. under the surface that you wouldn't normally recognize. Right. And at the end of it, it says that, nope, you're absolutely biased against older people, Brendan. Right. I was like, dude, I would, you know, you would never actually think about that. And what it does, right, when you take those types of tests, it's, it, it's, it's meant to make you aware of your own cognitive bias. Right. So that you could actually counteract that. Right. In your in your social interactions. Facts. So I think, and you know, I, I think a lot of people, a lot of people, if you've never took a cognitive bias test, do it. You know, I think it's a it's a great tool. And you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because mm-hmm. if you remember, 
I'm I'm always one person to talk about cognitive biases and cognitive dissonance and how they lead up. And this is something that I had to learn about in college. And I'm glad that I did because I can catch it on when I'm having them, when I'm biased towards information. And sometimes I have to check myself and I don't. And that's because I'm pretty, I I want my information to be dominant and be correct. And, and this is, and this is where we have to learn how to slow down and let other information enter into our realms. And we all suffer from needs. Right. And if you take that test, you will see how many biases you hold and how to, I haven't taken one. But I know about them because I know about cognitive dissonance tests and all those different types of psychological tests that you can take to see where you stand. Right. And it's just interesting that you said you took one and you realized that you had these biases because most people won't even take them. Right. They, you won't, they, won't, they don't want to even recognize that, you know, that the bias is there. Like for instance, right? Like, like, like. Uh, here's another example, right? Uh, and I'll I'll go back to the. Uh, I don't know if you guys used to watch the um old episode of Fred Sanford, right? Um, when when Fred had to go to a um to the dentist, right? And and his his idea was like, okay, well, you know, he he, he was never really considered like a you know he was always you know for the brother man up until it was time for him to get his uh oral surgery done. Right. Mm. And then now, now he wants a white dentist. <laughs> right. Those those types of they actually actually that those types of questions. Right. In terms of like expertise. Right. Do, do you think that this would be a, 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 a you know, a professional or a, a better doctor? Or do you think the image of this one would be better? right? And it, and it flips up the questions and they and it does it so fast where it's it's making you do it sort of um, uh, based on reflex. You know what I mean? So it doesn't it doesn't give you enough time to actually think about it. It's trying to get you to do it on reflex, mm. right? And then it comes back and says you're you're actually biased against, you know, in terms of professionalism, right? Yo, chef, you yeah. think that white people are more professional than black people, <laughs> you know, those types of things. Yeah, you know, right. like um, right. you know, that that's, they talk about that in um, psychology, controversial mm. cognitive psychology, development psychology, right? And they talk about how they how they structure those tests, right? And they also talk about, you know. Can I show my, are, can I share my screen real quick, Chef? Just hold on one second, uh, they come do it. They also talk about um how your your the confirmation biases, those cognitive biases, like they're hardwired into your brain. Right. So, so you know, beyond just be, the believing brain, your brain also hardwired cognitive bias and confirmation biases you know what I'm saying? So, and, and it always right it, it's it's a useful it's useful tool out in the savannah you know what i'm saying so so some of those things are there even even stereotyping people so in psychology they have what's called like a conversation about what do we do about racism they have this these things that they test and 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 for more laymen they put it under what's called um us versus them right and because and we because we put ourselves in the groups, you know what I'm saying? In groups within groups. We might be an African, we might be a group of African Americans. But then everybody put on a, a football hat and I got cowboys on and you got the Baltimore Ravens on. 
Now we arrange ourselves in Cowboys versus, you see what I'm saying? And so there's always those type of biases and those biases normally goes past who you consider an in-group. You see what I'm saying? Who you, who is, who, who you identify as us. I'm saying you're more you're more social with, so there's a natural prejudice to people who you consider a them. Have, however that them is, whether there's sexuality, whether there's sports teams, whether there's high school, whether it's, you know what I mean? So it, it, it's crazy how they do it, though. But those tests, those tests are pretty, uh, pretty efficient. They're pretty informative. <laughs> yeah, they are. And what what I should do is I should go in here to the cognitive uh, in the in psychology book that I was just showing this essentials of psychology book that I have from Forest Park Community College that I kept. Um, and I should go in here. I'm actually looking at stereotypes, prejudice, and discrimination. I actually was able to open the book to prejudice, why we can't all just get along. Wow. Ain't this about nothing. I, I don't have it marked or anything, but I have that just, I opened the book to that section. Yeah, so bias is inherent. Biases within themselves are not necessarily wrong. I just think no. that if, from mm. the unconscious bias standpoint, you just need to kind of know what you're working with within yourself. But we're not going to get rid of biases. No, they're and useful. We, we, we shouldn't. Yeah. That's, that's my point. They're, so, they're useful tools, even stereotyping. All these so, they're useful tools, but just like in the sense of having a scientific mind, you got to you know what I'm saying? You're actually working against your natural state. You know what I mean? So you're training your brain so, to work against your natural state to, to use reason and logic to rule out confirmation bias and cognitive biases. Let me share my yeah. screen again so y'all can see this chapter that I'm looking at. This is crazy. I mean, this is really insane. How you about to say something, Mike? Yeah, yeah. So, so the Fred Sanford, as, you, as you're getting your screen together, the Fred Sanford example, if he's been only exposed to white physicians, white uh, dentists, white professionals, medical professionals, and then here comes, you know, some up from none white professionals <laughs> coming along, he's a little bit more skeptical because most of the black professionals are probably, you know, I don't know, carpentry, whatever else other than medical. Right. So that bias is legit based off of his experiences as long as he's not saying because you're black, you can't become a dentist. If, as long as he doesn't go right. that far or you can't be a good dentist, then right. he's, he's good. Right, right. All right, so this is chapter 10. I happened to open a book to chapter 10. I didn't even know it was chapter 10. I just opened the book to chapter 10. And this is about how do we understand and interact with others? Attitudes in our mind, forming impressions of each other, prejudice, why we call, can't just get along, the nature of attraction, groups, how do we influence others, requests and demands, aggression, hurting others, pro-social behavior. Will you or won't you help others? All right. So it starts out and it starts out talking about social psychology and acquiring attitudes through learning. And it goes through these different phases and then it gets to cognitive and co cognitive cons consistency and dissonance theory. I don't know if anybody heard of these. I mean, this will be a whole psychology class. I'm not going to just go through all these. I'm just going to show you how all these levels 
help you lead to building ideas and thoughts and and and, and um, impressions about the world. All right. And as you continue to grow, things will continue to change. And this is where your biases will start forming through your interactions with the world and people. So here come the biases around. So once you get through, and I don't even want to explain it. Like I was just saying, this is weird and unexplainable to me how I opened it to this chapter and we're sitting here talking about biases. <laughs> you know, for real, that's all. And like, I'm sitting here looking at all the biases that we're all talking about, the cognitive biases, the the um, availability biases, the uh, heuristic bias, all those different biases that we have to, that we go through. And we don't even recognize that we're going through these biases. You know, we just act like it's normal and this is life and we should just accept things that people tell us. I'm trying to cut this camera off and I'm tripping. My bad. Let me get this camera. All right. You know, that's why, you know, especially when we be doing things like uh, reading, reading over reading history and reading different arguments, take even, scientific, even scientific arguments, you have to read the other side. Even though it may be painful sometimes, or you may be, but you have to explore the other side. You have to let allow yourself to entertain the other side. So you got you have to walk into the situation neutral and explore yourself to both uh, to, to neutrally to both sides of the argument. Man, to get hey, a full look, understanding. Of what you're doing. You you absolutely right. So I I have a video that I want to play next. Right, we didn't read the Martin Luther King um segregation uh. Piece. I watched this video. Hey, um, God damn, I put the link in the uh, chat too, in the in the YouTube chat, yo, um, to the dude channel. Um, but and, and now I I'm going um play a video called the selling of the Negro, right? Um, and this was created by uh by the Department of Commerce, right? That's government, you know, federal agency. Right. The Department of Commerce was ahead of the segregation uh, thing. They knew it was coming. Right. The government knew it was coming. So they actually uh, made um, teaching programs telling white business owners how to sell to the Negro. Because, you know, what I mean, they 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 basically was telling them, yo, this is the purchasing power of this group that y'all are not allowing to shop in y'all stores, right? Like, y'all racism is actually stunting y'all um, economic... Um, uh, um, Bottom line. Exactly. <laughs> yo, the government had to tell these motherfucking white people this shit, right? Like, yo, are y'all following behind these stupid-ass white people, right? That's very, But y'all got businesses... Yo, these people working the same plants are making the same amount of money as, you know, middle class white people now, and they want the same things. Right? So you're talking, you got a whole community of people who gonna buy that new refrigerator. And they, man, listen, I, I I'm gonna play this man, look, they and if when when y'all look at this, right, 
y'all gonna be able to see that they seen our um what, what, what you call our inferiority. They knew that they had placed uh inferiority in us. And they knew that we were constantly trying to climb out of that. And the things that we mm-hmm. would do to try to look more like them. They said that's how you get their money. They want look, they want look, and, and, and it's like, yo, middle class white be is shit that middle class white. They was telling you how you can make more money off the same product from a black person. Like you can sell what you would sell to a white person, right? You can sell it to a Negro for damn near three times that amount. And they gonna buy if they think the white man got it. They gonna spend more money to get it. This is the the, the apartment of commerce was telling what man, yeah. this shit is crazy. Psychology, psychology, yeah, psychology. Yeah, psychology. But go ahead, yeah. I'm gonna um cue this video up. I gotta find it. But y'all go ahead. <laughs> and that's a lot like too when you look at the gang culture in particular communities, right? You may have a, you may have people in those communities, especially in a small community, who don't who want to serve black. But if you're in a community and when the sheriff is a part of KKK, mm. you know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, you know what I mean? Like, I I, I can't even, I don't even have the muscle to, to even go against the status quo of the neighborhood. I got to stay in line. You know what I mean? I can't, you know what I mean? Risk, because most white folks ain't going to risk, you know what I mean? The, 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 the livelihood of their families, you know what I'm saying? Where they can just follow status quo. You know what I mean? So, so. That's always the case. And then shout out to those white people who did. Mm -hmm. Hey, Chef, before you play it, what were the reasons outside of general hate, dislike, and discomfort that they did not want to start selling to us? Because if we dismiss hate and all of that, there were some other reasons why they couldn't see that clear message that the Department of Commerce were giving up. What, what were those reasons that it goes into that, or what do you think? Um, Probably status, you know, and, and general racism and status. You know, white people probably felt as though they, you know, coming out of slavery, right, Um, a lot of white people, you know, felt as though they didn't want to compete or live amongst Negroes, right? And that was a way for you to determine your status in society, right? Um, As in who you was above, right? So even if you worked on a chicken farm, right? Um, You were still above the Negro and even if a Negro made more money than you, right? You were still above him socially some sort of way, right? So... Um, I, I think the and as wise uh segregating the stores and public places, it allowed white people to feel as though they was superior. Right? Chef. Go ahead. The way they were superior is the law. It was written into the constitution. You have to remember that they were still passing laws and things to make black people what? citizens of this country yeah yeah but what i'm he asked you know what was the so what what did i think the reasons was for them to you know i mean um so that was a major reason right there because they were due to the law 
No, no, which but, is but, the reason the, why they still feel that way now. No, the people, the people wanted the laws to be such. Like before, listen, you elect people that's going to do things that's going, you know what I mean? Keep shit the way you want it. Like th those elected officials had the sentiments of the white uh, uh, population that they came from, right? So they did their bidding. Like it, these politicians wasn't in isolation. The first place politicians go is to the community. They go to the church. They see the temperament of their voting uh, base. I'm not saying good. Good book to read is from Superman to Man by um, uh, J. A. Rogers. Right. Oh my bad, yo. We got no saint on here. Ain't no saint. You wanted to chime in before I play this video. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm listening. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna say too, like, um, you know, you look at the uh, birth of a nation, the rising part of Ku Klux Klan in, this, in the Antebellum South and their rise. Like, they they did not only get this control neighborhoods, they control politics and policing. So, like, whatever was status quo, uh, it, it, it took federal ordinance to break the Klan. Mm. You know what I'm saying, like, without that federal shit, nigga, we probably still we still be entrenched in the same shit. You know what I'm but once it became federal, and then the federal government was able to, you know, apply different pressures and break the claim, that that opened the door for you know, what I mean, for people to change positions and, and actually pursue money over some type of ideology. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's deep. Yeah. I actually think if I think there's some economic. Um, reasoning as well. The, the, the more you can deprive a group of people of access to amenities, luxuries, better technology, better appliances, whatever they were selling that black people maybe eventually got but had to, you know, go through so many hoops because they couldn't get it conveniently from the white stores, the more you're able to keep them in that position, the better off. And yeah, you know, maybe we can make some more money if we open it up to everyone. But now I got to worry about this new customer base. And now, you know, maybe my my peer competitor around the street, they may gain more business and I make a lot of business and open up new. I think it's a lot more potentially than just racism from an economic standpoint. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, yeah, could be, could be. Like I said, I I I I accept all of it. You know what I mean? I think it's a litany of things. You know what I mean? I just want to think it's a whole whole bunch of things that that went that went into it. I mean, it's just crazy to be born in. But race you know, is the motivating factor. It's crazy to be living in 2022, and we can read about it and think about it, but we can't even. But truly, we can't even fathom. We can't even fathom what they like, were going that through. That shit is right. like, yeah, it's just beyond our, beyond Man. our true imagination to, to fully understand what the fuck was going Man. on and how it is that what the psychology of a person living in that times. It's crazy. Wow, just to just to have the mental fortitude and the testicular fortitude to survive that time, like. Like, think about it. 
You better play some stuff. You ready? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah y'all ready? Name yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. So, so you see, I got you see, I got our Lord this disclaimer up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. You see that, um, Lord King, we acknowledge with the thanks, the cooperation of the United States Department of Commerce in preparing this film. Yeah, I remember this shit. Because, <laughs> you know, some of this shit would be like, the Negro family is so and so and so and so. When you watch, she'd be a, I'd be like, yo. She'd My like, professor, Miss Wood, did exactly what you did. She said, I want y'all to read this. She paused it and she said, I want y'all to read this exactly right here. That's crazy. Hello, I'm Bob Trout. I've got a story here that I think is big, really big, because it's bound to have a terrific impact on business. I'm talking about a new market, a big new market. Millions upon millions of new prospects with $15 billion to spend. That's right, I said $15 billion. That's a lot of money, isn't it? The surprising thing is that it's a fresh market, still full of opportunities. It grew up so fast, got so big in a hurry, that few of us realize its scope. Now these days, nobody's likely to pass up chances to sell. 
And yet right here in our own front yard, there's a neglected market. There's money waiting to be spent. To get the story of this market, to be able to tell you the secret of selling the Negro, we did a lot of digging. We talked to leading businessmen, to customers, and to salesmen. We went to Washington, D.C. We set up cameras and other key points around the nation. And out of this all, there emerged a story, the story of a new market. Yes, this is the market we're talking about, the new Negro family. Their name is Wells or Wilson, Smith or Brown or Alexander or Breen. They live in Chicago, in Atlanta or New York, in Detroit, St. Louis, Los Angeles, any one of a thousand cities and towns. All over the country, families such as this are enjoying new prosperity. They have new interests, new standards of living, a buying power they've never enjoyed before. They're good prospects for practically all types of goods and services. All too often, though, they're overlooked prospects. Why? Because of some good, valid reason? No. They're overlooked because of mistaken ideas. Because of out-of-date ideas about how the Negro lives and how he buys. The truth of the matter is that the Negro lives pretty much the same as other folks. He buys pretty much the same way, too. But just the same, a lot of old doubts and opinions keep cropping up over and over again. Oh, I don't like to do business with Negroes. They're drifters. You can't keep track of them. Yes, although a lot of people think that way, the truth is that one out of every three Negro families living in cities today owns its own home. That figure comes directly from the United States Bureau of Census. Well, maybe so, but Negroes are poor credit risks. Not more of a credit risk than any other group. Actually, the Negro home buyer meets his payments faithfully, often more faithfully than other race groups in the same economic level. That's the information we got from people who ought to know, the National Association of Real Estate Boards. Well, maybe, but I've always heard that Negroes buy shoddy, poor quality merchandise. No, it's just the other way around. According to leading researchers, in proportion to population and income, Negroes buy more quality products than any other comparable United States group. You see, there are a lot of confused notions about the Negro customer. But when you dig right down and find out about them, they just don't hold water. Negroes own homes. They meet their payments faithfully. They buy good brands of merchandise. So why let a lot of old-fashioned ideas hurt profits? Take a look at the real facts. Here in Washington, D.C., the nation's capital, some amazing facts and figures about this new market have been uncovered. For a first-hand report, we would like to take you directly to the United States Department of Commerce to hear this story from the Secretary of Commerce himself. Here is the Honorable Sinclair Weeks, the Secretary of Commerce of the United States. In the Department of Commerce, we are constantly alert to trends that mean a healthier national economy, better business for the nation as a whole. Recently, we have been interested in a rising young market, one that represents a huge potential for goods and services. I'm referring to the new Negro market. The tremendous buying power of this group is backed, of course, by an increased earning power. 
the average Negro family's income is at a record high. In fact, since 1939, it has increased more than the average income of all other Americans. Just take a look at a few figures. An official Department of Commerce report shows that at least one-third of the Negroes living in cities earn from two to five thousand dollars a year. Today, the average Negro wage earner brings home a paycheck four times larger than the one he collected in 1939. As a whole, the Negro market has a total income of about $15 billion every year. And after taxes, Negro families still have many billions of dollars to spend. Here is a buying power that cannot help but have a tremendous effect on our national economy and on business prosperity in general. When these dollars are spent for a wide range of goods, services, and employment, business everywhere is bound to feel the impact. This new buying power has resulted in a class Negro market, a profitable, above-average income group of consumers. For example, the nation's largest newspaper and magazine research organization, Daniel Starch and staff, reports these significant figures. More than 51% of the readers of Ebony Magazine have a record player in their homes. Almost 64% own a television set. And almost 78% enjoy the convenience of an electric refrigerator. It is also a fact, and this is from the magazine The Food Field Reporter, that Negroes spend almost $3 billion a year for food alone. Per capita, they buy more cosmetics, drugs, and toiletries than anyone else in the country. And their children are better educated, too, because since 1930, enrollment in Negro colleges is up 2,500%. But really, to recognize the importance of this class Negro market, we must realize that something has been happening economically in our country. People are on the move. The population is shifting. The makeup of metropolitan populations today is different than it was just a few short years ago. To give you a better idea of what we mean, we set up several cameras, candid cameras, in a number of shopping locations. Take a look at these shoppers. Notice what a large proportion of them are Negro. What's the reason? It's simply this. Negro families are moving into the cities where there are more job opportunities. Here they find occupations with more prestige and security, jobs that pay more money. As a result, Negro families today often make up the largest part of central city consumer prospects. A shoe store in Chicago's Loop, for example, reports that more than 50% of its customers are Negroes. In another case, a drugstore located at a transfer point in a non-Negro neighborhood finds that its Negro customers total 25%. The trend is plain. The new Negro families today are moving into more populated areas, to the cities, where there are more stores, more buying opportunities. Since 1940, in San Francisco alone, the Negro market has increased by 89%. In Chicago, by 81%. Houston, Texas, 45%. Philadelphia, 50%. The impact of this new buying force is so tremendous that actually in 14 major United States markets, 
A product cannot be number one without Negro support. A product must have the backing of this big new buying power to be a leader in the field. I had a question. In terms of this this video, right, it seems like a piece that was created for a target audience. Who would that target audience be for this? Right. Because I'm 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 sort of listening to it and you know, I, I work in sales, right? And and it gives me, you know, so, sort of reminiscent of sales training when you're doing targeted sort of uh, marketing campaigns, right? And it's very very strange that you would have one. That would be targeted. And that's a great question. <laughs> for the, and, yeah, and, for the and it's because it's hard to make a statement. Let, let him make a statement. So we'll cut him right, right. Oh. It, 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 it seems to be, you know, it feels like I'm watching a sales yeah, training video right, that's focused on the Negro, right? It's, it's, it's very, very, very odd, right? Well, let me say something real quick. This is a great, great show. Yes, it is. And they're not actually focusing on the Negro. They're actually focusing on the white business owner. Yeah. Let's get this straight. Like, I understand what's going on. And then all y'all listening is crazy as hell because that's exactly what they were supposed to do because at the end of the day, money talking bullshit walk, it's always been about business. The slave trade right. was business, man. Being an, an, Amer an American and being an African-American is business. We have forgot about that. See, if your business is straight and you got that straight, it's hard for people to say something. Real, real hard. So it's about business. And they were showing, hey, man, y'all got some real outdated ideas here. That shit real outdated. You better get with this money. You better get with this billion dollar industry coming through here. Like, what is you talking about? It's the same thing with the homosexual community. Like, y'all a little bit off cold with that. That ain't with it. Look, they spend millions of dollars. Right? Hey. And yeah, yeah, we don't care about all that. Because uh -huh. what makes this engine run is business. You're going to stop cutting me off. Yo. That, I ain't fighting the talk. I don't want to do that. I don't want to fight the talk. I want to get it out. Don't make me fight the talk. Then I got to raise my voice. Then I got to do what I'm doing right now. And I ain't going to break my train of thought. So let me get right back into what I'm saying. It's business at the end of the day. I think we forget about that. Our religion, if we so choose to have one, need to be business. It has to be a business around it. Everything is business. The ants that's in your backyard, they're about the business of taking care of the ants, meaning gaining resources to feed the next generation. The world we live in, nature, the cosmos, it's about business. It's a business arrangement. Spirituality has to be business. And that film was about business. We don't care what color it is. They spend their bread. They like quality products. And y'all need to get it or y'all get left behind. Hmm. Yeah, I'll check out for a minute. And, uh... You know, my bad. I wasn't trying to cut you off. You know, I just wanted to add something on it. What you yes, said. Yes, it was. I don't need you to add on. Huh? You don't never got to add on to me. I got mine. <laughs> like it's well, it's well thought out. I'm not just jumping on the feed talking shit. Well thought out. Well organized. As a matter of fact, Chef, I really appreciate. It. I appreciate everything you say. I appreciate all the commentary. That's why I talk about John Re Clark in there. That's why I talk about Shikan Diops in there. That's why I talk about all that shit. And we expected them to get all that shit right in the middle of all that. Nah, yo, they did what they could do. Now it's up for us to take that shit forward. I'm gonna check out. Uh, let me give a uh I'm gonna give a modern day example of how how that affected uh our society in more modern times. Uh when start the owner of Starbucks, when Starbucks came out, Starbucks was placed in predominantly white neighborhoods, right? Now, it was Magic Johnson that was like, yo, 
I want to take these Starbucks and put these Starbucks in black neighborhood because the white dude was like, I don't think black people can uh, spend money on for Starbucks like that. Hmm. And I think Magic Johnson invested over like a hundred or something stores and it's just got the booming. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's why those Starbucks now are, are, are in those black neighborhoods, generating a whole bunch of income. Uh, I forgot how many millions of dollars Magic made off that particular stock. Whatever, but that's the same type of um, modern day example, that same type of psychology thinking, well, black people's not, you know what I mean? White people do this. Black people won't invest or involve themselves in this. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So Magic Johnson is a good example. So, yeah, that's why I asked that question, though, because you hear the objections, the objections that they had, as false as they were, they were all business objections. You know, the, the objections that the Starbucks owners had, you know, to, to Magic and whoever else were business related. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I think the business part of this is huge. Also, the, 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 the film really focused on major metropolitan areas in the West, North and Northeast. I'm not sure. Uh, how many blacks were living like that when Martin Luther King was writing that message in jail in his areas? I think it's just kind of kind of a little difference. And I don't know when that film was made either, but I, I, that's one thing I noticed as well. Yeah, but the, but the see, population areas they targeted. Yeah, see, that's why, you know, I played that after reading the letter because, you know, white people or the, the commerce, like he said how his direct their direct action um, program was targeted at affecting the business. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? And these were the same places that was telling them that they couldn't shop and, and frequent at, at those stores. But like I said before, the government was already ahead of the population. See, the races was outdated. The, the world was moving forward. Right. Martin Luther King was telling the preachers, the white preachers, we we're not living like this no more. Right. So everybody was moving forward and the races. They was at that point, they were falling behind. That shit wasn't tenable no more in the new world that was coming about. The people's minds was changing. Black people was making too much money. Martin Luther King and them was educated. These was college students. You dig what I'm saying? All of those things that black people was denied, right, um, decades before, right, what they were now moving forward. They were being college educated. They were homeowners living in the same cities, right, working in the same factories as white people. Right. The world was moving forward and the government saying to remember, this was in part produced by the Department of Commerce. Right. You dig what I'm saying? They was look, we know it's coming. And, and they were saying, look, you white store owners, y'all doing yourselves a disservice feeding into these racist white people, you know, stereotyping these, stereotyping these people. They look, look, they. They buy refrigerators, right? They they buy automobiles. Like y'all need to give them more mortgages. Why? Because our numbers are saying that they pay their mortgages even quicker than white people, right? But when you further get into it, he actually goes into the reasoning behind that. 
right? He started giving the psychological reasons why the Negro want these things, why he keeps his credit up. And I remember my mother, my mother used to always tell, boy, pay your bills on time because her parents, you know, my mother was a baby boomer, right? So her parents was born in, you know, the 20s or whatever, blase, blase. So they taught my mother who was born in the 50s, right? You know, this was the first time that they was owning property and stuff. So my grandmother and them taught my mother and those kids those things about credit and shit. So my mother and them taught me those things. You pay your bills on time. Make sure your credit's straight. All that shit, it meant so much to them because they came out of a generation that it was their first time getting these type of things. And you don't want to mess that up. You don't want to look bad in front of the white man. Anytime, look, anytime we was about to go to the hospital or whatever, my parents would make sure we got clean t-shirts and shit on because they don't want you to look bad around white people. You know what I mean? Because they knew how white people, it's another video I want to play, right? It's a video from the 1950s and it was talk. They was asking white people why they didn't want their uh, children to go to school yeah. with black children. And the sentiment of the white people, I love hearing what they was thinking. Like Sosa said, you yeah. got to see the other side. Yeah. You feel me? These white people were saying they didn't want their children to go to school with colored kids because they felt as though colored parents didn't love their kids or take care of their kids the way that white people loved and took care of their kids. And they thought that that shit would... Uh, um, affect the morality shit. Exactly. Because they, yeah. they, they used to be... They, they was like... um The white people were saying... And, and it's hard to watch it, right? I'm a black man too. But you gotta... The white people were saying, look at how many black young females... And this was in the 50s. They was like, why is all these black girls pregnant at this age? We don't want our daughters going to school with the, you. You feel me? Then they, they were saying, why is there so much delinquency in black kids? When, when, at 12 o'clock, when we are driving around town, we see young black men not in school, well, teenage boys. Why they all outside? Why they ain't in school? They didn't want their... Uh, those things to uh, start affecting or influencing their kids. They said the music, right? Our children love going to black uh, kid, uh, uh, concerts, right? They, they are highly influenced by that. Man, it's, it's, it's so deep, man. They, the way that they danced, they thought it was provocative. The way that we danced, the gyrating yeah. of the hips, they, they thought all that stuff promoted uh, sexual... Sexuality. Uh, yeah, yeah. promiscuity, right? Yeah, because you're dealing with real conservative Christianity exactly. at that time. So, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it's always like, so sad. that was a perfect point. You always want to hear the other side because a lot of the things that we deem as just strictly racist, it comes out of a um, a moral and social um, uh, guideline that people are trying to uphold also. And they... they but anyway, y'all go ahead. Yeah, it, it comes out of ignorance, actually. Yeah, it really it comes out of ignorance and absolute ignorance. And and that's why like 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 I've been I've been wanting to put that on the community that that, that evolution was a game changer. 
studied ancient civilizations, and particularly, uh, like John Henry Clark said, John Henry Clark said, study European history first. You know what I'm saying? That's the rule. Study European history first. So when you actually, hold on, let me see. Hey, man. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. So when you study European history first, you realize, and I'm, I, I ain't even, I, I ain't talking about Egypt. That, that, that ain't the point. Watch this. When you study European history, you learn that 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 their whole basis is based off of like intelligence and intellect. You, you, you feel me? So if they have an intellectual basis for something, they they they'll rock with that. Me me me. I mean, like they want to prove how intelligent they are. So just running around enslaving people just just for enslaving people just for the money of it. No, you can't do that. You got to have an a, a, a intellectual explanation behind it. And that's why scientific racism was so pivotal and so important to the slave trade, because it because it made them felt like, look, I'm not losing any character. Right. I'm not losing any character when it comes to the slave trade. Businessmen could actually. Uh, 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 um, put money to that because it's backed by science. It's backed by the intellectual community. We could do that. So when Charles Darwin and the like comes through and overturn that, then uh, your intellectual, uh, your little bit, uh, I don't know. And then they start looking at that 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 mirror. The humans looking to start looking a little shaky there. Ah, man, they might just be human. And when and then you when you could prove and verify that we were just as human as them, then that mirror you start to say, ah, I don't know, ah, and it just it left a question mark in their goddamn mind. It, it left them with a like, man, I got a choice, huh? That's interesting. And then and then the the, the point that I really want to emphasize right here, that's pivotal in the whole goddamn conversation, right? It's important for us to understand. Why being intellectual is so serious. Dr. Martin Luther King, right? He attacked the situation with intellect. He didn't attack it with bronze. You, 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 you just couldn't attack the situation like that. On the other hand, Malcolm X and them, watch this now, they act like they was attacking it with bronze. <laughs> they really just sat back. They sat back and played everybody. They really didn't do anything. I dare y'all, I dare y'all type in um, uh, Nation of Islam and the quote-unquote civil rights movement. And read it. Everything that they stood for was anti-quote-unquote civil rights movement. They wanted to be separatists, which is okay. That's they, you know, that's their thing. They wanted to have their own thing away from everybody. All these things. They, 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 uh, they, they was like, no, we're not going for no, no non-balance. You know what I'm saying? That's against our religion. We're gonna fight if you hit me upside my head. You hear all the rhetoric, right? All that, right? When in actuality, it took far more strength for, for, for Martin Luther King and them to, to stand up and say, yo, okay, you just hit me. You know what? I got a high cause right now. I'm not going to fight back because I know I can't win that fight. And as the rest of the world watch you sick those German shepherds on me, the police department, the K-9 unit, as the rest of the world watch the fire department spray those hoses on them babies. Those hoses had thousands of pounds of pressure, was knocking people across the street, busting open your skin. This is what they ain't telling you. When they seen those bottles bounce off of people's heads, the rest of the world's like, uh, couple that with, with, with understanding science and, 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 and how really we all on par with each other. 
man, that made them look real wild. And they was like, yo, we can't. That ain't nah. Nah, we got to change that. We so so we made that change from slavery. Now we got to make that change because they got the money, right? That's another thing. They got the business, and they equal, and they know how to fight. Romans were renowned for their courts. You got to fight in court. So we we mastered with all that. I'm just saying, like right now, we kind of fell back off. Like our intellect has fallen, right? We we really believe we're the most spiritual, which is ridiculous. And that's why we do this. That's why the pseudo killers do this to let you know that we just want to balance it out. I'm personally not trying to take away your spirituality. I'm simply saying the shit is out of whack. When you run around and say we're the most spiritual. No, you I never hear you say we're the most scientific. I'm gonna rest my case right there. I think the book, the trying to take it back to where you started too, Chef, from, from their position, it, it, it leads back to uh, you know, cognitive biases. Mm. And that 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 production was trying to erase those cognitive biases that were were held by some of those by those white store owners with the old practice. So uh, that was the whole, you know what I mean, the whole push to remove those those cognitive biases that humans form. I, I would like to add, I I uh I have some uh, disagreements. Um, I had a formal education in, in, in black studies, um, and we studied, uh, um, Booker G. Washington, we studied, uh, Du Bois, we studied, um, Franklin Fraser, we studied, um, Garvey, and, uh, and, sure. and then we were taught those subjects by, uh, the, um, Dr. Leonard Jeffries, uh, who was a political scientist, and uh, 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 Dr. John Henry Clark, who was Dr. Jeffries' uh, elder. Um, this this had nothing to do with our cultural studies. It had something to do with our Black movement study. And of course, you know, Dr. John Henry Clark was a, a, a mentor and a resource for Malcolm X. The difference that I have with what I just heard is that um, white people made an assessment, the economic white folks made an assessment that black dollars mattered. And the rabid racist, um, they just couldn't comprehend the black dollar, but, but understanding the segregated communities that came up out of the Booker T. Washington where we in, in 50 years, we had more black colleges, uh, universities, and then in the next uh, 70 years, we had uh, hospitals, we had black hospitals, and 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 we had um, a, a whole host of black businesses, and we weren't concerned about the white man at all. Who wasn't? But, huh? Who wasn't concerned about the white man? Uh, we we oh. weren't. We were living in segregated communities. We didn't interact with them. Oh, yeah. Man. Hey, but um, hey, real real quick, Reggie. One thing that I I think we no, really stay, need. To... Stay, wait, wait, stay wait. on Reggie's point. Stay on Reggie's point. Don't run past his point. Real quick. We need to stay no. right with Reggie. At. I don't understand. Reggie. Don't... So Reggie, you saying what now? You <laughs> don't think it was economics? No, that's not what I said. What you I saying? Said, I it's all about economics. The the okay. The people uh, who who ran the economics understood mm-hmm. the power of the black dollar that okay. were being productive. Okay. So what they decided is how can we reverse the segregation so that we can get access to the black dollar and break okay. break black people 
from being uh, independent, right? So no, no. Nah, no, nah, you made nah, that up. No, nah. it, 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 it's deeper than that. <laughs> it ain't, no, 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 that's not deep. But you know what? I'm lost. I'm lost. You could just Yeah, no, I know what Reggie's saying. Hold oh, Reggie. That's all you're saying. I'm gonna let you go, Reggie. You're simply saying that we were so independent and our communities were so galvanized and spending money with each other that they had to break that up. That's what you makes me sound, right? Did I get you the gist of it? Nice. Okay, all right, we can have that discussion. And that's and that's in fact and that's in fact what they did. So what they did was we're not talking about the rabbit races. We're Black folks, when when we encountered, I was born in '65 um, in wow. Newt, Virginia. My father was a a, 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 a sharecropper, and his uh, and I and our whole family was a sharecropper. My great grandmother died on a on a um, on a plantation sharecropping. She died of exhaustion. She could have died of the uh, of the uh, bird flu, but she she um, she died during that period. Um, she fell out and she died. And then my fa- my grandfather was orphaned, uh, where he had to live with other family members. And and so I grew up in my first six seven years. I grew up in Virginia. And what 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 happened was, um, what happened was we had our own black stores for for most of our essentials. But then for clothing and things like that, we had to go to white stores. Then we had to interact with white folks for certain type of things but for the but um we had a guy that um, we had people that come around uh watermelon uh all type of vegetables uh salt pork uh um so we we had um uh, we had we had people that would come around on carts old black men and women would come around on carts and go door to door door to door and that was the way in which uh most black folks lived and we well, well some people farmed a certain type of produce and then other people farmed another and then what they bartered between each other for 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 goods and services until we needed automobiles then we had um clothing shoes right. we had to go to the white man but but right, we, got, we gotta look at can i go please okay, let can let i go make a statement go ahead yeah go ahead bro go ahead you talking to call, talking to me? Kudra, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, bro. Yeah. Um. What What I think we need to understand is what was going on in the world at that time. You know, when we look at things like 1954, we have to understand contextually what was going on. We're just coming out of World War Two. We're just coming out of World War Two. One of the main things used to justify the Japanese um, attack in Pearl Harbor was the fact that the United States, who boasted all of this democracy, yada, 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 had a permanent second-class citizenship of black people. You know what I'm saying? That's one of the big things that they 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 put they pushed that forward insofar as them attacking the United States because they were saying that, you know, we were a, an apartheid state just like South, like we looked at South Africa. You know what I'm saying? So coming out, like coming into 1954, you have these, these government incentives because they're trying to make America more of a set, more to appear less segregated in no. the eyes of the world. Let him make a statement. Reggie, Reggie, Reggie. In the, Reggie, in the Reggie, eyes of the no. world. Reggie, no. let him, Reggie, Reggie, allow you they're, to go. They're trying, to, they're the trying, to, they're trying to, to make it look in the eyes of the world that they are 
this this big beacon of freedom oh. and all this shit. It wasn't hold on, because hey, they brother, wanted to on, break stop, up stop our shit. Stop for a minute, brother. Freeze. Brother, freeze. <laughs> I mean, hey, Reggie. Hey, Reggie. Let that man get it all off. We yeah, want man, to have an intelligent it. conversation going forward. I know you got a burning desire. But he yeah, yeah. patiently. B- all right, so let Virginia. that man finish his point. Let him feel. Hold on, bro. Let the man finish. We get to just what he's saying. And if he's wrong, you know, we're going to pseudo-killer him to death. But go ahead, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get me. Get me. Big up, Virginia. But, um, like I was saying, it was a, a more of an international thing. It wasn't necessarily to break up black communities. It did break up black communities. It did. You know, uh, integration did break up, break up black communities because we no longer needed to go to each other. Like Reggie was saying, we didn't need to go to each other anymore because we had we had these other outlets. And, you know, the white man got down ice is colder than ours type shit. You know what I'm saying? We could have just we could have continued going to black colleges and made those made ABC, CBS and NBC come to us. But instead of trying to be a part of, you know, going to Alabama or going to these, you know, the, these big schools, we could have self-segregated. But we didn't because like the man said and the thing that Sheffern just showed, you know, we wanted to be we wanted to acclimate. We wanted to become part of um, of the American culture. We did. We did, and I, I can't blame people for doing that at all. all. Right, freeze for a minute. Freeze for a Big minute. Big up with so we, need to, we, we So we need to realize that y'all act like we had access to top-notch goods in our communities. No, we didn't. Yeah, motherfuckers coming on, on, on a horse with what selling you some shit instead of going to the supermarket. Yeah. Y'all right, crazy. Let's knock that, that Right. The schools wasn't up to par with the books and all that. <laughs> we got to knock that shit off right there. <laughs> We were supposed to, we fought in all the wars, man. We supposed to want all the shit that Americans get. Don't give me the goddamn one room schoolhouse with two books. Right. And y'all running around with a high education thinking you smoke. You you only slicker because you got all that, you, you got all access to the fucking information. And yeah, we, I want and, that same thing. And uh, right. we wanted yeah, yeah. to, we wanted to compete. No, let them finish, let them finish. We wanted to Go compete ahead. too. Yeah, yo, we had our HBCUs, right? But yo, we wanted to prove that we could go to white schools and excel also. Niggas American too. Like, you think... Right. Li- All right, Reggie, you go ahead, Reggie. Tell, tell us how that ain't... Tell us how a nigga don't want the same thing as everybody else. Tell yeah, me how a yeah, nigga don't want... I, if, I, if, I, if, so, if, if the Porsche is the best car, why a black man wouldn't want that oh Porsche too? God, if the white man no. live in oh, beautiful oh, homes in Beverly Hills, why a black man wouldn't want the same type shit? Like, oh. come, man, come on, man. Go ahead, hey, Reggie. Let me say, yeah, let me say let this, Maddie, Let Maddie Mike, let Maddie Mike say something. Hold on, I want to make this point. Jesus. So, first of all, the reason we would want that shit because we lost our lives fighting to protect this shit right here. So you ain't going to tell me what I can have, what I can't have, when I put my life in the line with the rest of y'all. That's fucking bananas. Now, if you just let me chill on the sideline and 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 don't expect nothing of me, I can just sit back, then bet. But since I gotta participate, then goddamn it, let me participate in every goddamn thing. Go ahead, Magic Mike. Hold on, Magic Mike. Yeah. It, it ain't like we was trying. Hold on. It ain't like we was trying to move in poor white communities, right? So so it was it wasn't about. The the necessarily the white thing, yo. Like a nigga wouldn't move from the poor black community to move into the poor white community. We wanted that middle class status. That's what we wanted. 
But come on, that. Reggie, that's Give just go ahead, man. Go ahead, Reggie. I know Saint want to make comment out there. Magic Mike, go ahead. Yeah, the story that Reggie's telling is kind of similar to a story that I've heard Claude Anderson, Dr. Claude Anderson, talk about as far as aggregating our resources. And understanding, yeah, that we had businesses, they may not have been up to par, but how we, you know, he, he described it as them wanting to continue to build those up. And over time, they would be on par. Yeah. So his message was more online with, hey, let's keep what we got. Let's continue to build. Let's continue to struggle. If we do, um, you know, in mass assimilating to the larger culture, then we're going to lose our ability to continue to build. So there was some of that going on. But yeah, uh, not maybe to the extent Reggie's describing it. Yeah, I, I want to no say no saying let no saint then Aiden jumps in then Reggie. No yeah, saint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to say that uh, I just being that this is the pseudo killers channel, I just have to challenge uh, with all due respect the um, guy who was saying that Japan attacked the United States halfway to do something to do with uh, because we had second class citizens. There's nothing further from the truth. They were. Uh, <laughs> they were oppressing the Koreans and the Chinese. Uh, that was all due to an oil blockade and resources. Yeah. It had nothing to do with that. So just no, that. I, I just said it was propaganda, bro. I didn't say it was true. I said it was propaganda. And so it was the Japanese? Were, you said the Japanese? Yeah, they used propaganda. that as propaganda. Yeah, they did. Yeah, oh, they, to they their did. population, right? Oh, okay. Maybe that could be that yeah. could be a fact. Yeah. I, I'd have to look into. Yeah, that. I'm not saying that they did it to win or 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 some philanthropic. Point of okay, view. I got no, you. I got you. Use that. Yeah. No, I got you. I, I didn't realize yeah. you said that. You said it was propaganda towards their population. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah we didn't hear all that. Yeah. I, didn't hear yeah. that. I, I, I just heard so, it just now. I, I, I thought it wasn't. No, he said. I thought. I thought we all may have been familiar with it. I apologize. I'm familiar with it. Let, 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 let Adrian get a real quick, Reggie. Then you. Well, let me, let me, let me. The other thing I just wanted to say with with what Chef, I understand exactly what Chef's saying. I always make the point like, you know, if I were to um, if I were to move into a different community, I'm not going to go the same the same level to go into a different community. I want to go. I'm trying to move up. Right. So um, I, I totally get that. I always make the I would always make an example like, you know, if I want to move into, say, uh Beverly Hills or well, I'm trying to, well, let me look, I, I'll get to that point later, but I totally agree. I totally understand what he's saying about that. That's, oh, yeah. you're not going to move into you. There's no reason. In other words, there's no reason for someone from one community to want to live in, in a different cultural community, unless it's a step up. It's called upward mobility. Adrian, what's on your mind, bro? I don't know. It, uh, I would say that, um, I guess, I just I just uh, came in, but um, it seems that Reggie, uh, brother Reggie, brought up the argument that um, black people before desegregation that we had our own businesses, and when we uh, when de uh, desegregation happened, we, we kind of like lost stuff like the Negro leagues and stuff, right? Is is that? Yeah, we lost our. We lost our uh, spark. White community. Who fault was that, though, Reggie? I don't know. Okay. Who fault was that? Let him get it out, Reggie. Let him get it out. Okay. Yeah, but, but Adrian I would, asked I, me a question, I, and I agree. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I just wanted to see if that's what, because that's what it's not like everybody's talking about, so I just wanted a little refresh. Yeah. So we uh, learned... Yeah. It's the whole show we put in, though. We learned Black people was learning from other communities. You got to understand the Asians in the West worked the railroads, and what the Asians did in America, right, uh, before World War II, was they were completely segregated and they didn't really give a damn about white people. They created Chinatowns. And those Chinatowns throughout the uh, the nation um, uh, worked with those Chinatowns. They, they, they completely avoided uh, white folks unless white folks came to actually uh, shop uh, for their goods and services. Um, the Irish were... Not bad, bro. The, okay. The Irish were not white people. They were not, not right. The the um the Italians were not considered white. Right. The Pollocks they were not considered white. Correct. Right? So the white Anglo-Saxon in America, the, the the true citizens, the ones that have all the land, they discriminated against other white people. Those white people segregated themselves until they were able to kind of blend in. Then yeah, that, ooh, war, world wars happened. So World War II was a turning point for Black people because for the first time in a long time, we were able to arm ourselves. We hadn't armed ourselves since the Civil War. So Black soldiers came back from World War II with military strategies and went back to their communities and uh, stood up. And then after World War II, there was the Korean War. Uh, I mean, uh, well, yeah, so there's the Korean War and that Korean War is in the 50s, right? And then after that, it was the Vietnam War. Now, what happened in America, one of the things gotta that happened- You gotta stop. You gotta stop, bro. You gotta stop, yeah, that, makes sense. Well, well, off, that makes That makes Nag sense. Off, wait, 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 wait. That makes sense. Wait, wait, wait. That makes sense. Wait, wait, no, I get what you're saying. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. We gotta, we gotta wait, wait, how come when I'm talking, how come I can't get it out? You got it out. It was five minutes. All right, you land a plane. No, because I'm, but I'm getting you I'm repairing the bullshit that y'all talked about because y'all don't know. You, okay, so then, what happened is, when, get back to, we went back quick. to our communities armed. Get back to that point. When when the when the black soldiers came back from these war wars, they became global. They had a new view that no. the that the world doesn't work like the segregated South says it works. That was World War One when correct. they came back with no. that. World War II. That was the red World War One, the Red Summer. You, oh man, go ahead. You didn't mess that. Oh, no. It happened in Vietnam too. Oh, but that, that's a double. All right, y'all don't mess that up. But go ahead. It happened in Vietnam as well. We're talking about World War One versus World War Two. No, World War Two. It happened in Vietnam as well. World War Two, we had blacks. We have World War Two. We had whole black troops, right? We had segregated armies in World War Two. Black folks fought among black folks. Vietnam also was a very segregated folks um, war where black folks fought 
with largely black folks. Yeah, it was. It was. We're familiar with that. Yeah. I think we're World familiar. War One. World War One. Yo, Red Summer. Keep Red going. Red Summer. They came back with those ideologies, and they had a whole bloody summer where black former soldiers uh came back and they took up arms. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like so, y'all. It, it, it was no, nah, it was World War One where they started all of that. Um, I'm not saying where they started. They started. Yo, yo, no, what's the name of that movie though, yo? That came out about that when they went and fought. Yeah, they, yeah, they got, yeah, they got got though. So which we? I mean, I like it. They got got. Wait a minute. We have a global personality. When then we then that aided that aided what was happening when we ultimately had to come back to the stick. Right, we just want to keep chronology, man. That's all, bro. Okay. We want to run this shit together because it's sound. Oh, the point is this. The point is this. Whether Reggie, what, what Reggie's saying, whether or not they intended this movement of opening up commerce to us for to, to destabilize our communities or not, whether that was our express or tenant or not, it did have that impact to a great extent across the country. So I think, I think Reggie, if you're arguing that's the only reason or that's the main reason, you're probably going to lose, but it did have that, that impact. <laughs> I think it was a necessary <laughs> was a necessary evil. I'm not gonna I'm under, not gonna lose it. Underestimation. And you know what? Underestimation is a motherfucker. That's what they say. Y'all underestimate the sheer business acumen of fucking Americans and business. You underestimate that quality of studying. Right, finance and business and the market shares and the whole nine yards. Like you couldn't ignore this shit. It was like a big ass gold just sitting there. You gotta make a choice. Do you keep up the foolery or do you open this motherfucker up? You gotta open it up. You can't do you can't. The man said in the video, the shit y'all saying is antiquated, is fucking outdated. Y'all have lost your mind. Somebody had to study that. That's not a person just throwing wild swings at the fucking wind. That's a person, that's a group of individuals, that's a lot of people studying the market, studying spending habits, the whole nine yards. That's not an out of nowhere type of statement that man is making. Then that don't mean he like your motherfucking ass. But money talk and bullshit walk. Well, go ahead, Reggie. And it was, it was yeah, strictly but, uh, the Negro as an untapped consumer base. That's that's a, that's right. a, but essentially, I think... that the entire video was about, you know, uh, it's, it's very similar if you ever um, hear, you know, in terms of like when they speak about um, emerging markets, like emerging markets in Africa or or um, underdeveloped countries. They speak they speak about those economies in the same terms as if, you know, within similar to that video. Right. Untapped yep. consumer bases, untapped markets. It, I, I think it had very little to do with uplifting the, you know, <laughs> the living conditions of the economy. No, they they wanted the money. Right, right. and I think right. Uh, I, I agree. With, uh, I will. I understand what what Reggie is saying. Right, in terms of uh, the impact that integration did have on certain black people. That's 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 well documented. Right now, you we can argue. Yeah, what fault was that, though, Sosa? It, it, it's, this question. It's, no, it's just nobody fault. It's just the way it's just the way things played out. They weren't able okay. to compete. But the whole point okay. of the matter is like we can. You know, we can debate over motive till we till we till we, till we blew in the face. You know what I'm saying? But we can look at we can look at what happened. But like I I I think that it was a necessary evil. I think that was a 
it was a jump that had to be made. I, I don't think we were, we were able to Good sustain point. it at, at that level. We had to play the game on a on a higher Good level. Point. If if Good even point. if it meant even if it meant the breaking up of this yeah. solely black community, because we're not just looking to just be just black. We're looking to be American. Yeah, regardless uh, of color, we're looking. Black people were looking to be American. They wanted all the rights and all the privileges of being American, okay. regardless of race. Okay, that's that was some, the, that's, that was the goal. that's some that's that's some that's some bullshit. Oh. That's some bullshit right there. The, the bulk of black folks, the bulk, gotta be bulk bullshit, of black Reggie. folks were not educated. Why I got to be bullshit, Reggie? Um, because <laughs> what you're doing is you're rewriting. History. No. No, we're not. I don't debate. Listen, I don't debate anymore. I don't debate anymore. Reggie. Hey, Reggie. Let Reggie go. Guess what? Guess what, Reggie? Nah, man. You're missing it. Hold on for a minute. Hold on for a minute. Watch this, though, Reggie. I think what Sosa said was downright genius. And I clearly understand that we're the generation that's supposed to be moving forward with having strong business black communities. Back then, they had to make that sacrifice, bro. Like anybody ever played fucking chess before? You don't take this shit in one fucking move. It's a long game, bro. And I'm saying we need to be at the point now. Now we got access to everything we fucking need. So what's the problem, Reggie? That's the point, Reggie. They had to do that for us to get right here and even have this conversation, Reggie. They had to do it, Reggie. You you couldn't have been stuck. Trying I don't to disagree with you. I That's don't disagree point. with you. I only disagree with the narrative that I heard about people explaining what we went through. So I have I have one of the greatest thinkers. Uh, one of the greatest thinkers that we ever had. had. Who who hold on? Who was wrong? Who you disagree with? Hold on, hold up, Sean. Oh, I, I disagree with you. Uh, That's, I what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Jeffrey, oh, I disagree. Okay, well, well, what did you disagree with? Because I, I read Martin Luther King. We weren't trying. We weren't trying to be American. We were not wait, trying to wait, be American. Wait, wait, I'm, I'm done with you. The you, African American. Nah, let Reggie. No, no, Reggie, no, we can't cut Reggie. Reggie, Reggie can go and sit back on the back of the bus, okay. yo. You know what? Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I? <laughs> go ahead, Reggie. Have fun on that back of that Hold bus. On, yo. Let's let's have the conversation before we play some clips. We need to finish the clip. We need to finish the video. Adrian, get Adrian up out of this motherfucker. Yeah, let him out, man. We need to finish the video. We need to finish the Go ahead, Reggie. Let Reggie finish. <laughs> Go ahead, um, Rich. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm going to I'm going to recommend. Um, no, just everybody. tell us what you're saying. No, you're no, saying. because you know what? When Reggie says something, you could Reggie, be right, Reggie. You could be right. Reggie's not it's Reggie's cool. not truthful. So let me let me just give you access. Say to that, right to a what to a what? Uh, oh, you're gonna play a video? Yeah, right. I'm gonna it's play okay. part of it. Right. Um, but right. let me just say who is that? Who is that? Don't play it too long. The boys. Right? That's you don't know who that is. Uh, get your life together. Now I can't to see. Sleep. I'm driving, nigga. I ain't trying to look at that. Right. W.E. Du Bois? Is that that's the boys. Yeah, that's the boys. Nigga, yeah. I know who it is. Don't play with me. Play loud on it. So Reggie, Reggie about to put us to sleep with a 30 minute finish. long video. Right? Now we ain't doing that, Reggie. We ain't finished the video we was watching before. I'm just gonna skip. I'm just gonna skip. I'm just gonna skip skip through it. Um, I'm just trying to figure <laughs> yes, out. Is. I'm gonna skip through it. Wait one second.
I can't really hear. Man, you can't hear that. Low, bro. Just tell us. Wait. Just tell us the sentiment. No. Okay. So wait. Hold up. Let me see if I can. Um. Let, let me just see if I can. Is this uh, double consciousness? Just tell us what he's trying to say, Reggie. <laughs> no, he's going to share sound. Okay, so let's see if you can hear it now. Listen, listen. Listen to this. Listen to it. One second. Here you got Even more problems. Wait, listen. Of race and culture. Because we must now ask ourselves when we become equal American citizens. What will be our aims and ideals? And what will we have to do with the selecting of these aims and ideals? Are we to assume that we will simply adopt the ideals of Americans and become what they are? Just, uh, I don't know. Just don't tell know. us. Just give us. What the a fuck did that nigga just say, just now, yo? Give us a. I heard it. I heard what he said. I can. I don't know. I can sum it up. I can I'm sum lost. It up. I'm lost. No, I'm not lost. I'm not lost. He was saying when, when we do become Americans. I mean, hey, who you know, trading? Like, what you trading, Doc? Was that the pound? Yeah, yeah. Get all your get all your shit. Show oh, yeah. them, see all your money, Reggie. We gonna we got you. Then the whole world see all you Yeah, okay. Reggie, showing your whole shit. Reggie fell off and left his bank account open. <laughs> oh, that's what the hell is going on, Reggie? Um, let me screen, hold Reggie. something, Reggie. Let me hold Let's something. Share screen, Reggie. 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 Yeah, anti-American sentiments are getting traded. Yeah, right. We don't want. We don't believe you no more, Reggie. Because you wasn't made to do none of that shit. If you was back then, you was done. All his, all his stocks was down. Why all Reggie? Why all your stocks was down? Y'all some fools, Reggie. Why was all your stocks down? Let me ask Reggie. You more American You invest money in a stock market, nigga. You wow. Hey, um, but all his stocks was down though. You know the difference between me and you? Um, yeah, I'm not listening to you. Like say cool. You like say cool. I'm geeky looking, but. Back then, yo, so you cannot understand why they was trying to get the fuck up out of that situation, bro. 
he disagrees with the motive. Um, he not that he don't want to say he disagrees with the motive. Let me ask you uh, out of European. So the families, the families in that video, those black affluent looking families in the videos, were they trying to become more American or were they trying to dismiss the idea of integrating all together those families that we saw in the videos? I um I didn't see unfortunately you have to put the link in and okay. I can watch the video. But my 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 guess is because I see when I, when I came when I, when I came up, uh my family was dirt poor. We were, we were from North Carolina and Virginia. We left to New York for jobs. We didn't give a damn about anything else but trying to uh, survive and and get the white man off of our back because he controlled everything. When the white farmer got paid. That's when we got paid. If the crop was bad, we worked all year and didn't get shit. And they treated us like shit. And so Good. We, we moved to the um, <laughs> we, we moved to the we moved to New York. Uh, we moved from Brooklyn um, from um, North Carolina, Virginia to Brooklyn, New York, and then from Brooklyn, New York, we moved um, other places. Right, my particular family. But but the but the whole point of yes. We wanted a better life. We was living in one fucking bedroom apartments with five, six people. We we still, Brendan will tell you, people still live in shacks, what they call shotgun shacks, a door in the front, a door in the back, right? And and eight, nine, ten people live in that. And um, yes, they wanted a better life because I don't white know, what's your point though, Reggie? Yeah. Right point, because you proving our point though, Reggie. Wrap it up. You proving our point right now, Reggie. Yeah. What are you trying to say, Reggie? Yeah. What you saying? What I'm, you I, and WEB the boys trying to say? Yeah. <laughs> just saying crap, Joe. Yeah. Well, You're we, only two well, years older than me, Reggie. I don't know nothing about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> we two years older than me. I'm like, if this nigga said, why y'all dis- disrespecting Reggie? Why you trying to hit some hard strings, Joe? Yeah, I, I, um, my, 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 um, and I, I learned from old men. I learned from Dr. Clark when I was 21, he was already 70, right? I learned from uh, old men. Dr. James Small, when I met him, he was 39 years old. Could you believe that shit? Uh, uh, right? Dr. Jeffries was like 46, 47. Oh, no, I don't care about none of them niggas. What's Let's the point? Get back no, yo, hold on. Let him, let him <laughs> run down the history. What's the point? Let him run down the history, Chef. Come on, you Obviously, 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 you don't care about any of that. But the fact of the matter is, is that you um, we have to understand why other communities, the Mormons, the Italians, the Irish, the Jews, (laughs) they became successful not being individual niggas. They became successful oh, within their populations. I'll stop. You uh, motherfucker. Fair, you, uh, my name is Reggie. Y'all got Reggie cussing, yo. They hate on Reggie. They hate on One thing is clear. On the pseudo on the pseudo channel, y'all 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 niggas are king. On the pseudo channel, take us on the pseudo channel and take us in front in front of the larger pop uh, the larger population right and, you don't and then let's and, and then let's let's debate i hate a slur i hate a slur but see reggie hold on don't hate on nope nope i don't want to hear the hate why y'all hate on why y'all hate on why y'all hate on, on. Y'all hate on reggie history man yeah, we done we done the whole conversation I okay so crazy. basically so basically we're not allowed to have a conversation based around a fucking video we got to go off on this long ass tangent of, of different re- black people 
That shit, you tie that shit in, then nigga. Different black people that Reggie shit, know. Hold on. Farm. No farm man, that nigga know Martin. Ma- if he knew Martin Luther King, he knew Martin Luther King, man. You gotta let him get his shit off, yo. <laughs> Right, no, yeah, it, it, now, no, he, <laughs> no, he. What he did was he he always pit he always pit uh, whatever we're talking about versus who he know and what I. You can't win an argument. Hey, you gotta but, you gotta give respect to that. Let show. him get it out. Chef. Let him get it out. Nah, but hold on. Let, let, Chef, let, 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 you gotta go. give respect. You gotta give respect to a man that walked that walked in the trenches. With the real OGs of the civil rights movement, you gotta give respect. Yeah, because he, the difference is, oh you know what the difference is, Chef. I no, actually, his group was in there shooting in the neighborhood. They ain't, they ain't fucking the civil rights. You ain't hear what he said, Kent. They went back to the community with guns. Yeah, yeah. So, so, um, so you know, uh, listen, I happen to be a little older, and no, not about, old, man. Stop it, it's man. not about who the fuck I know. It's who the fuck taught me, right? It's it's really about that. And can I stand on my arguments with facts? I, I cover wide materials when I go on these channels. Wide materials. I ain't no Kimmick Kimmick nigga. I cover Black History. I wrote a book called The Black City Plan. You should read All right, it. What's the debate? What's the debate? Chef, I know Chef wanted to smoke. What do you want to debate, goddamn? Um, I don't know which I don't really know which chef is I mean which chef is talking about. What would you, you said with? you had disagreed with me. Right. Well, and that, so so since you disagreed with me about you know um what I was saying that you know the movement that black people or the, the aspirations that black people had, you were saying that that wasn't uh black people aspirations at that time. Like and that and that's that's crazy. We we didn't listen to Dr. Martin Luther King, right? He expressed the aspirations of blacks, right? Then we just watched the video of the commerce, the the United States Commerce Department that was expressing the aspirations um, of blacks. But you and Dr. Leonard Jeffries and whoever else, you know what I mean, in your Black Panther Party, is saying something different. That that black people didn't want the best things and didn't want what uh, affluent white people had and didn't want those rights and didn't want the money and you know what I mean the comfortability you know what I mean that that white uh, upper echelon white society had. You think niggas just wanted to live in the ghetto? You know I don't know what y'all or or buy fruit from a, a dude on a wagon. Right versus going in the supermarket, <laughs> right? Uh, stay in a little storefront, goddamn school, and not go to an air conditioned university. You think that? I, so I, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I never okay, been around black people who didn't want good. good I can uh, do the better for themselves. Shit too. I grew up uh, in the hey, project, project, so I can do all, all of that. But I can tell you this: I, uh, I can tell you with this aspirations. And what black folk, what black folks was going through is two different fucking things. White people was fucking dangerous. So you might want those, yeah, they were. want those fucking things. You might want those fucking things, but white people was fucking yeah, they dangerous. They was fucking dangerous. And so you driving around with a fancy car, you a fancy nigga, right? So those things. Are, so having those types, having those things is what everybody would want. Everybody want the fucking Cinderella story. 
right? Oh, man. But the fucking reality is, the reality is that you can only do it in the safety of groups and populations. What? Right? Unk, this your homeboy. You got to deal with this, Unk. I don't even know what he's man, saying. I, I, I don't listen to Reggie. So, it's, so. it's, about, it's about them perspectives, yo. Reggie was living in the town where they was hanging, nigga. You feel me? So, <laughs> damn, I'm <laughs> like, two years old. Come on, man. no, shit. Y'all stop there, yo. <laughs> Reggie was alive in the Jim Crow South. So that they not want it or that they just want to build it on their own, Reggie, in their no, own group. They, they 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 had aspirations. That was the drive. But we knew that we had to do it in groups. And so when Martin Luther King um and the Montgomery bus um 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 riot riots and um um the well, it wasn't a riot but the but the boycott the boycott we found our group power and for America that shit was dangerous because we weren't okay. acting as individuals and we found that so after the Montgomery bus um boycott then we got black bus drivers right we they had to fucking they had to share so it was through group efforts that we got what we got. It wasn't through individuals, but there was the talent. Nobody's saying, nobody saying. I think nobody said that though. Nobody said that's doing. Yeah, it. come on, but you gotta stop. That, we man. agree that I mean, you can and you can have group politics and be integrated. That doesn't mean you can't vote as a as a, a, a group block. We still do that, even though we're integrated. Well, we got the first. When was the when was the first black Fuck. mayor, sir? The what? Marion Barry. The goddamn quiz. No. I don't know. Bro. You say Marion Barry. <laughs> tell me. I, I'm going to take an F. I'm going to take an F on the whole quiz. Just, just stop at that question Marian right there. I'm going to flunk. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take an F on every question. Yeah. I just made a point. Bro. Like, if you disagree with the point. <laughs> go ahead. Bro. The first black man was um, Marian Marian Malcolm X lived and died. Malcolm X lived and died. Malcolm X lived and died without seeing a, uh, one black mayor. First black mayor was in 67. It was Carl Stokes. Right? And then that became the age of black votership where we, where we were able to vote in black politicians. When we were able to vote in black politicians, What's then, the time period, Reggie? Just, just, just tell me how you disagree with the statement I made. Though. What, what do you think? Time period, Reggie. Why you, what part of the statement that I made that you disagree with? Um, uh, I said that even though we're in the room, man, hold on. You got to say that even though we're in the room, I'm saying even though we were integrated, and even though we integrate, even though we integrated in society, you can still vote as a group. It doesn't become individuality just because we're integrated. That's that's the point, though. Man. Okay. Oh, um, yeah, I just um the the, the reason so, so I disagree I, I disagree is because <sighs> we were still segregated in 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 the big cities. So in Chicago, in New York, and uh, Philadelphia, and the the big um the big cities that we came to in the north, we were still segregated. So so we didn't find our power until we voted. So with what year was that, Reggie? What year was that, bro? Oh, um, um, sixty-seven, nineteen sixty-seven, and then after th after that, we learned that we could win. Well, we could win uh, mayorships. And when did we, they win those? Hold on, Reggie. When did they win those battles in court, yo? 
Oh, so the, the, those was in the, um, the period before the 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 peak of the fifties. Uh, no, um, Martin Luther King then was marching. What's the time period? The fifties. Uh, no, uh, Martin Luther King no. was marching till he died, which is sixty. Yeah, sixty six. The fifties. Right, but we had the first. We had some of the. No, is my Michael? Is my Michael on or something? Yeah, what you say? I said the fifties. Yeah, the fifties. The fifties. The, 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 the civil rights legislation. Um, okay. uh, was start getting knocked down in the fifties. It started getting knocked down. All right, and, no. and what time? Y'all no, say no. I can't. I can't. I can't. He just said no. Like how? How you gonna know ancient? How you gonna know ancient Egyptian chronology wait, wait, and not even you. know I'm a, civil rights chronology? Now. Now, that, there's right. no need to. That's I'm not. A, I'm a listener, right. So we we had Brown versus the Board of Education. When was we that? that? We when had that, that in '54. Okay, right? I, like I said, yeah. the '50s. No, no, no. no. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That allowed for integrated schools. Oh my God! Right. Okay. okay. That's, okay. So what? So, so 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 um so that allowed for some civil rights, but that didn't that didn't give us no fucking political power. That ain't okay. there's no political and then, power. And then and then Thurgood Marshall then won some some cases. Am I correct? In so when we got the Civil Rights Act, the um so you you smart asses. When when did we get the Civil Rights Act? Just Google That's it. That's Thurgood Marshall and them. Go come on, Reggie, just yeah, tell no, them. Google it. So it was the no, Civil Act, the Civil yeah. Rights Act of 1964, oh, which uh, which allowed us to be in jobs and not be discriminated, right? Okay, okay, Reggie. So right, that right, was Reggie, the case. Reggie, that, yes. Reggie, Reggie, stop. You just killed yourself dead. So the civil rights movement, like you said, started in the 50s. It progressed for, forward. Martin and them moved it a hell of a way. There were good Marshall court laws passed. But, but all of that culminated in allowing us to vote. Based off what you're saying, we ain't want to do that. We wanted to chill. We wouldn't obey to even vote, bro. It was things we needed to do. No, we we could it already was vote. We was always voting. We, what are y'all talking about? Oh, my God. This is getting nuts. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying. You said voting. I said we need to do everything. Come on, man. Don't pick my statement apart, nigga. I'm saying that we needed to all this culminating and giving us the ability to do what we did, bro. You needed all of that, though. You need to vote. You need to be unsegregated. You need all that shit. No, but we was already oh. voting. That's the thing. No, I got you, but I'm saying we the vote. The voters' right act just uh it 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 uh did the restrict it, it gave you protection. Yeah, it gave, it gave you protection, protection and removed restrictions. Go ahead. Yeah. So my my point is we we need to be we don't need we we need to sit where we want to sit. We need to go. We need to go. We need to do all that shit. We need to be able to vote. Right. We need protections at the fucking polls. Right, people say all the time, "Well, the voting act let you vote." No, it's not that. It actually gives you protection, federal protection at the fucking polls, because you have a right to vote. Ain't got nothing to do with saying allowing you to vote. It's giving you protection. So people always fuck that up. So I'm saying, Reggie, all these things that you're fighting against actually allow you to do what you need to do, bro. Like I'm just trying to feel you shouldn't even be fighting this on this. Like the the, the fight ain't changed, bro. Like we get that. But 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 that's the way we had to play chess. 
No, I, I, I don't disagree with that. But what I'm the reason why I came in um, is okay. just to give you some dates. All right. So okay. when we, so the 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 two important parts that gave us political power, so that we can have the jobs, high paying jobs, right, mm -hmm. and we can avoid uh, discrimination, was the Civil Rights Right Acts of '64, and then later the Voting Rights Act of 1965. When the when we had the voting right of 1965, that allowed us to use our political power and get black mayors, black city officials, right? So you're correct. It's the culmination of things. I'm just starting. I'm just giving you the dates of the of the movement, the 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 integrated the integrated school system. Yes, we wanted better education, but it also came with with an ass beating. Right. So we was just throwing our children to the wolves. Right. And and that just shows the strength of our of, of our endurance and our people. But we didn't have any political rights. Now, when we get to political rights, uh, we get better political rights. Now we uh, in, in 64 and 65. So um, the 50s was our beginning. But nothing significant happened until 64 and 65. And oh, that was the God. period of 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 the march on washington i mean king and and um and malcolm x and uh yeah okay i'll stop i'll stop wait <clears throat> where are you at oh, you um you know I, I think that this whole conversation is very brilliant because if we all just literally take the time to study the civil rights movement, like even before, you know, Dr. King, even during the World War One uh, movements, uh, of world, you know, even you know, World War One, even Reconstruction, you know, with uh, even if we even go back further, you know, AME Church, etc., you will find out that there was there has never been a African American one ideology that these African people believed at that one time, there was always a difference of tactics. Like, I'll give a, hold on for a second. Like, I'll give an example. Uh, I did a lecture like a couple weeks ago on Robert F. Williams. He's the godfather of the Black Panther Party. And um, he disagreed with Dr. King on the, you know, nonviolent tactics. He believed that African-Americans should, you know, arm themselves against Ku Klux Klan terrorism. You know, uh, you have the Black Panther Party who gets help from, you know, China and Russia. So I think this conversation shows that we are not a monolith and the great civil rights leaders of before never really agreed with each other on something. So I think that we shouldn't necessarily say that these African-Americans believed in this. No, there was a certain you know, a group of black people who believed in that, certain group of black people who believed in this. So I think this is a brilliant conversation. Yeah, and that's still um, true today. Uh, yeah. I like to, I, I, I agree with you. A lot of different ways to do it. I think I always felt like um, if, you're in a, if you're in a hostile place, then America was definitely hostile for black people, which you never should do. This will cause absolute doom to you. You should never side with your enemy's enemy. 
I'm going to say it again. You should never side with your enemy's enemy. So if you feeling like uh, Europeans was the enemy in North America and based off just the treatment of black people for long periods of time, you could duly consider them your enemy. At least the enemy against your family structure and how you want to live, right? And want and, and just fighting just to have your right to be a goddamn American, they would be an enemy against that. But the outright side with China and Russia, why yeah. you living in this space was complete suicide. They're gonna Crazy. wipe you out. What are y'all even talking you like, about? You're not gonna be able to do that. You're just not gonna be able to do that. And they don't care. And they don't give a damn about crazy. you anyway. Yeah, that strategy, China, no, Russia. That strategy, was, that strategy was crazy. That, I, that I, was I crazy. don't even know what y'all talking about. Yeah, talking about communism. Yeah, uh, Adrian mentioned the strategy. Oh, you gonna say God. get the hell out of here? All right. Well, we can see. We 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 don't gotta get the hell out of here. We can see. We no, see you're strategy. right. What I mean, um, what I mean wow. is, when I say get the wow. hell out of there, I mean if you if you're stupid enough to side with foreign nationals against your own laws then what happens is that you are now you lose everything that you ever fought for so you have to fight within the system so the 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 difference is that um the difference is and now we have the nation of islam who say that they separatists and they ain't never going to be no separatists they got too many cell phones too many cars too many (laughs) too many they they ain't separating from nothing right but they're gonna but they're gonna tell you to my face like Wesley Muhammad did, right? I mean that that they're there to separate the separatism. Well, I don't see I don't see in the in the, in the last 30, 40 years that they did anything to separate anything. They got more cars, more, 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 more personal property, more suits, right? But they say in their rhetoric separation, but they ain't doing nothing for separation. And those people who side with socialism and, and communism, um, that's that's a literally a death sentence for our for for our, for our people because ultimately those people who who were socialists and, and communists, uh, they are now capitalists. Russia's capitalist, China's capitalist. So oh, I just I just brought that up to um, show that African Americans have never had. Chef, you don't understand, Chef. No, y'all, y'all niggas didn't confuse the hell out of me. We way, we way uh, off topic. Stick, stick around, stick around. Come on, chef, you smarted it up with man. Yeah, you, you should know yeah, what I mean by that, that man. No, y'all, just y'all, 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 didn't, uh, y'all didn't, I'm so trying to figure out how we got here. There's different strategies, though. I, I brought that up because yeah, you kept saying that man. we wanted to do this. They weren't the only. You know, there's different strategies at work. That's that's what I'm saying. You have people yeah. who believe who, who yeah. You just played the winner, yo. China. Yeah, you played you, you Jordan. Know what I'm yo. saying when you read that letter, Jordan Martin Luther King was Jordan. <laughs> what is that? I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out how do we? What? Who? Who are we listening to? Like, like um, if Leonard Jeffries and Whoever else is right, then right. who the hell is Martin Luther King? Who's all these other jabronis that y'all no, keep mentioning? Like they actually did something. Like I'm lost. 
Oh no, see, no, okay, so let me let me help you out, Sheffrin. Oh, so so Sheffrin, just listen to me, Sheffrin. Okay. So, so let me let me help Hell you out. No. There are people, uh, there are professors, they're educators, um, uh, and they have uh skill sets. Nobody, nobody is quoting them. Nobody is so quoting they study, them. John Henry Clark, they study, they, they actually study the movement and they participate in the movement. Uh, so, so Dr. Jeffries is not necessarily a uh, a contemporary of uh, of Dr. Martin Luther King, right? Um, and so, uh, professors, what they do is they come back and they analyze these big movements. And so, what the thing about it is, when you're in the fight, like in the civil rights movement, people was getting their head busted, their jaws broken, right? They was getting bitten. They're not the people that's analyzing. Those are the people that's just committed to social change. So then what happens is at some point you get groups of people together who are supposed to come together and put together a plan. That unfortunately, I agree with all of you um, that that no plan came from the people that were supposed to, who were studying, they couldn't, they became bourgeois themselves. All these college professors, they some bourgeois niggas, right? They all own houses. They own all houses. As they, they should. As they life. should. Huh? Dr. As Claude Anderson had a plan. I like Claude Anderson's plan. Yeah, well, he, he's a... Uh, he's, uh, um, uh, mm-hmm. I'm not listening to Claude Anderson. Is, and many of them live in... Like, <laughs> like, like, I mean, you know Francis Press Wilson to death, but Francis Press Wilson lived in the Jewish community. Every time, right? a nigga, every time a nigga got a plan, I should come with a $600 program and a goddamn <laughs> I don't disagree. Y'all go ahead and listen yeah. to Claude yeah. Anderson. Nah, I fuck <laughs> you know what I mean? Y'all start listening to Claude Anderson. He said he went out of business. I, I will say, of the published plans, his was probably the best. Who's went out of, of the one? The actually went out of business. No, it's though. not. Umar well, got I'm a here. beautiful plan. Yeah. Oh my God! We oh, money, polite, bro. polite got a hell of a plan. He working right now. Oh, um, Claude Anderson went to Detroit. His 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 his. his he, went out of business. And you can watch him on business, YouTube man. now. He's still fucking around with fish, right? Yeah, he ran out of business. He, he thought that he thought that uh, fish was our biggest industry. He's outdated. Our biggest industry actually is is music. And uh, yeah. uh, in sports, he's fucking around with some fish. Right? Now you niggas believe so, in Claude Anderson? Y'all did sick. Power, Pyronomics, Pyronomics is is I studied Pyronomics. I studied uh, Amos uh, uh, Amos Wilson's uh, 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 his That's plan. Serious. That's serious. No, it's not. It's not serious at all. I like it's Paul Robeson's plan. Black I power. like his plan. Wait, let me get this straight, yo. What you just say? <laughs> said it's not serious at all. A lot of these plans are not necessarily relevant today, but during the time they came out, they probably had more relevance at the time. And I, I think Claude's think pretty good. Amos Wilson, um, if you've ever heard Amos Wilson talk personally, and, and, um, and you've looked at his work, uh, most of that book... Yeah, he was stupid. Right. Hit it yeah, he, he was stupid. God damn the crap. Tell him, Reggie. His publisher wrote. It. He he didn't write. He didn't write. That's yeah, not, he that's didn't write not. that stuff. Unk, that man was stupid, yo. I don't believe you fell for that. <laughs> Who's fell for what? <laughs> who, Amos, uh, who, Amos, Amos Wilson. Wilson. Nonsense. 
Crazy. He ain't even write that stuff, man. Hey, I, I don't think that Amos Wilson wrote most, um, the majority. Uh, certainly didn't, certainly didn't. Uh, uh, um, okay, y'all done went stupid now. <laughs> now y'all done jumped the rails. Okay, you know what? I'm going to tap out the conversation. Yeah, thank you, because you're bringing up some yahoos. They don't even no, make no spaces up. Wait, wait. Let's go. I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you a question. You can never say nothing. You don't mention Lennon Jeffries, none of them niggas no more to me. You're done. If you're going to throw, <laughs> if you're going to throw uh, Amos Wilson under the fucking bus. I'm not throwing Amos Wilson. I'm you're saying. Um, that's right, not what right I'm saying. Amen, Chef. You did. We heard you. No, I said that Amos Wilson, if you ever heard him talk, if you ever really. Uh, if you ever really um, oh, listen to well, him, that type yeah. of book, that type of book that he wrote, he didn't he didn't write all of that book. We know he didn't write because he, he died before it was finished. That's correct, and that's all I said. Like I said Moses that. died in the Book of Exodus, so he couldn't have wrote all that. Right, and so when oh, I was fit religion, Amos Wilson, <laughs> Amos Wilson. Um, uh, I'm a fan. Of, obviously, I'm a fan of Amos Wilson, right? Oh, I, I can't tell. Right? But I don't think that that book represents what Amos Wilson was talking about because most of that book is about the uh, oh, federal man. government. It's not about local government. <laughs> the majority of that book is about the federal government. I can't so bring see an Amos Wilson expert on here, Dr. Oyama. Yeah. You can bring her on. Come, come on and bring her on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're gonna talk about next. We're gonna be talking about Garvey and I want to. I want to. <laughs> I want to pose a question. Somebody said you shooting everybody. I, I want to pose a you question to everybody. everybody over here. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Don't go no question. Chef is shooting everybody but Martin. Now Martin is the goat. I gotta give it to him. Chef. Just whacked everybody. Did y'all hear this man? Claude yeah, Anderson no. got the go. He got the go. I don't fuck with the sister got the go. The sister got the go. What Who's sister? Right? You know this. I ain't gonna say a name because I don't want y'all messing with ISIS paper. Get out of here. Don't put the five <laughs> under that. <laughs> Reggie joined y'all. I thought Reggie was gonna be again. He joined along with y'all in that. Oh man, I'm done. I'm just done with all of it. I'm done. Yeah, I'm I thought Claude would be a fan favorite. Yeah, Claude, Claude fell out because he because he lost the fishery. He couldn't even run his own fishery. He Tom Bennett and and oh man, I'm down. Okay, all I know is I didn't read that bullshit. <laughs> the dollar circulation, the dollar circulation, the Jewish community X amount of time. Bless the circulation. That nigga made all that shit up, man. I did with that crazy ass shit. Yeah, I, I we, think Claude. I, I think Claude Anderson. Claude Anderson had a lane, right? He had a name with the uh with the yeah, Negro. Nigga, crazy, he had a lane with the listening. I back all the elders. I'm not listening to these guys. <laughs> they did what they could do. Anybody read my book? Anybody uh, read my Anderson? book? No. Anybody read my book? Is it on Amazon? I bought it. Is it on Amazon already? No, it's free. It's free. Oh, we don't want that book. It was free, you know it's garbage. No, no. Oh my! <laughs> what? Do a show on one day, right? Do a show. If you give it away, it's trash. See, you should have sold it. I was gonna buy it. I didn't know you had the free book, Reggie. 
The Jehovah's Witnesses give away free books, man. Right? It's a 223. They give away Bibles. It's called yeah, the blackcityplan.com. It's called the blackcityplan.com. I, I think you should publish it, Reggie. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm still. It's I'm, Cash App. I'm still. Yep, it's Cash App, Reggie. Give out the Cash App, Reggie. I'm still writing the book. What? Right? What? Yeah, you, you know, you got to. You, 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 I thought you was dead right there. No, I wrote the book, but you got to. You got to change with the times. Can I see the genome. Oh, okay. Can't be stagnant. Can't be stagnant. Then I sequence the genome since you started, right? Like oh, y'all, 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 man, y'all's difficult. <laughs> mummy DNA now. Hey, you talking about? You talking about? My book is my book is theblackcityplan.com. Yeah, you finish, ain't gonna be no black city. We all be uh, integrated, spread out around. Generation coming through. This is the first time you know I've been back on the pseudo killers. Uh, for a while, I've been in the back, wow. right? Wow, wow, wow. Uh, what's the problem? <laughs> you, what, you what is uh, them on whacking people? Y'all you drive my like blood pressure up. <laughs> what, what's funny is that I knew that video was gonna set niggas off, like, niggas get we can't have no oh, yeah. normal conversation. I, I disagree. You know what I'm saying? Because the black you man, know, right in, it's like, God, man. Right in there. I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Reggie said, I put the back. voice on and y'all laugh me off. You know? Yeah, you know. What is, uh, does, does what is your black city plan accomplished, Reggie? Paul Robeson's plan? Paul Robeson was a communist. We ain't talking about Who's the person who said that? No, no, because. Huh? No, I'm asking, what does your Black City plan accomplish? Okay, so oh, since you, uh, who, who's who, who's talking? Mike. Uh, okay, Magic Mike, Mike. I guarantee you don't want to hear this shit. <laughs> oh, Magic man. Mike, pull it up on the ass, ready? Pull it up on the ass, ready? I know you guys on cue. Pull that shit up on them. Yeah, I'm gonna pull it up. Hey, you already had it pulled up. You already had it pulled up. <laughs> No, I'm, 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 here it goes. Right. He, already put it in, he already put it in the chat. Ready. Ready. <laughs> I'm going to mess around and read that one day, Reggie. Don't make me read that, Reggie. I'm going to okay. read that. Wait, wait, wait. I ain't going to read it until he put it in Metanata. Yeah, I'm going to use the TLA to read it. Here. Okay, look. You don't. Okay, so. Right here. All right. So. Black City Plan is the path um, to power seizing city governments, right? So, uh, so I, what what it is is that I do revisions. The plan is fluid, right? So I already know that I have to continuously make changes based on things that actually happen. I began the book in 2017, right? Uh, forget this. Okay. So um, a new Black agenda, why control cities, Case studies and analysis, the failure of black cities, implementation, pan Africanism, appendix, and acknowledgement, right? So those are my mm-hmm. sections. My basic, my basic premise is that um, cities control economics. Um, mm-hmm. Cities, cities or the or the states um, get get their tax dollars and their economics from cities. The federal government gets it from states. And so Black people have to have to uh, have to understand where power is. Power power derives from city. City is the part of civilizations. Uh, 
civil, 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 civil rights. It is, um, the lowest part of government is the government that can make laws in the United States as cities and counties, right? And so, so controlling cities and cities talking to cities, Philadelphia, uh, New York, Camden, uh, uh, Detroit, um, when, when cities can control um, their, their local economics, cities control housing, city control um, land ownership, cities control laws, cities um, control commerce, right? And so these are not like Chinatowns or this is not like Tulsa, Oklahoma, right? So um, I read, I read like everybody else, I read Blueprint to Power, Black Power and I wrote, I read Claude Anderson's work, right? And I analyzed it and I, and, I, and I analyzed it. And then when I analyzed it, I understood um, that that they didn't understand where the centers of power is. Then you analyze white cities, right? You, you, you have to understand how the Mormons rose to power, right? You look at case studies. So that's my book, um, generally. Uh, that's just my uh, um, uh, book where I cover, where I use what I learned from Black studies from the beginning of Booker T. Washington on, right? If you can um, understanding how they how they understood power, and then I and then I analyze um um white economics economists. This right? social fault, huh? This is social <laughs> fault. That's Magic Mike. I ain't asked what the blessing. No, Sosa made me stop the video. Oh, commentary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. commentary, man. Like the dino the shit will go like this. Finish the video, right? We good. Yeah. Get back. Get back. No, nah, I'm not going back there. I don't even know where the fuck we, we at, man. This, yeah, we don't have, yeah, we don't yeah, we done lost the Where's whole we done lost the show. We lost. Yeah, it. we lost the show. We lost it. We went off into the black paint. The arm, um, the arm. Um, we, we had to go back there. Oh, we ain't get, we ain't get like the psychology listen. part. We ain't get to the psychology part about you know what I mean on the other side of arguments. That's the part too. Yeah, we black I'm so proud. We armed our neighborhoods from where they let niggas take guns from the wards, bring them in their neighborhood. Is that what he's at? What happened with that? That was just happening. They ain't make you check your shit into the armory, yo. <laughs> oh my god. That's how it usually works. You can't no, that it's not. It's just, um, no, you can buy a local. You can, black folks, you no, gotta understand. Army, right? No, no, no. I didn't say that they was bringing back arms from the war. They they say? fought like war strategies. They learned how to fight in groups, and they fought in groups, right? And they were able to buy local militia uh, rifles and shotguns and pistols, and now actually know how to actually use them in groups, right? To defend themselves. That's what I said. Mm. They was already shooting people in the roaring twenties. Yo, you had gangsters. You know how to shoot. Everybody know how to use a gun, yo. Them niggas want to fish. Jesus Christ! What? <laughs> niggas, ain't, niggas ain't fishing now. Shit. Yeah, but they know how to shoot, shoot a gun though. Gangsters ain't fishing. Close range, nine times. Uh, when you went, when you when you went to the military and you came home, you knew how to you knew how to fight in a corps. You knew that. You learned those strategies. You know that you can't go out there. Wait, you a Marine? Yeah, yeah. Ex Marine, nigga. Ex Marine, nigga. Get it right. Oh, right. Once a Marine, always a Marine. Once a Marine, always a Marine. 
I tell you what, though, that motherfucking boot camp was real. Yeah, that's right. Respect. So, Where'd you go? so I understand most niggas weren't going to make that one. That was some different. That was different. That was the mind game, the ultimate mind game. And, and to be watched this one, all that white person, black person shit didn't even fly in that motherfucker. Now, once no, you got out the FMF fleet, then it was, you know, you yep. went back to your fucking corners. But in yep. the motherfucking boot camp, nigga, Shit, nigga. If you in that hole, you thirsty, nigga. We sharing our water, nigga. Yeah, yep. That's the first time I ever drunk after a white person was when I was in uh in the basic training and um and it's straight up because the nigga thirsty. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that was real though. Yeah, we ain't playing none of that, but none of them games. Yeah, but but once you get to the your duty station, it's different. It's it's welcome back. back. Yeah, welcome welcome back. back. Yeah, welcome back. We had that real, dark brother. green and light green and all that dark shit. Green. Yeah. yeah, dark green, light green, simple. Yep. You, you know, that you know that's that's funny right there, right? Because yeah. white people think that they're the only ones that um have uh prejudices about um drinking and eating behind different ethnic groups. They don't realize that everybody is like that, right? Uh, but simple and plain, like you know, we all believe crazy things about each other, right? Um, you you know, is if you ever had like uh, you know, white teachers or whatever, if they made something and brought it to school, we wouldn't want to eat that as black kids. You know what I mean? Is it? I don't know what you're talking about. Unless it's something basic. I think it's interesting too. Going back to that other point, because um. Your environment that you're in and the law, someone mentioned the law earlier, allowed the freedom to, you know, for them to be racist. Whereas in basic training, I know when I was at Fort Seal, Oklahoma, there was none of that. The the, the laws, the rules, the guidelines, yet did not allow it. So even if that's how you were, it was disallowed. Whereas in the 50s, 60s, 20s, 30s, the law allowed them to be that way openly and expressively. Um, It's very interesting. I mean, and, and it's not just the law. I mean, we got to think about the time that it came from. You know what I mean? They wouldn't, like, automatically uh, start being civil towards us, considering, you know, uh, early 1900s. You know, we're just coming out of slavery. You know what I'm saying? The only exposure that they had to us was uh, Baldville and the Coons, uh, and the Chitlinson. You know what I'm saying? That was the only exposure they had to us for the majority of white people. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. But but when I was in the army, like straight up, when you in training, it's all good. But when you get out of training, you, you see it, it's right back. You in the right back too, home. Huh? Yes, sir. Big up. Yeah, this will defend it. <laughs> Big up, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all went second class, huh? Nah, nah. That's not, the army, the real deal. The Marines ain't nothing but a, a piece of the navy. Stop it. That's Stop all it, it. is. That's it. all it is. Marines ain't nothing but the piece of the navy. No, I do. I do. I am telling the truth. I am telling the truth. Like everything, Marines are just get caught up in the ceremony. Y'all got a pretty uniform. Keep it real. I got a pretty uniform. That's it. Yo, y'all can walk on beach. Listen, you can walk off. No, I'm talking about the green one, not that ugly ass blue one. I like that green. Listen, <laughs> y'all can literally, y'all can literally leave the base and walk in town in Camry. You can't do it in the Marine Corps. There's rules and regulations. You said what? Can do what? Meaning, meaning you can't have on your camis. Leave base with them fucking camis on. 
You yeah, better Marines not get caught small, out It's a smaller with unit. It's a smaller and thing. You don't do Marines are just a piece that. of the Navy. Yeah, I mean, the Marines are a much Navy. smaller group. It's a much smaller group. It's different. The, yeah, the Marines yeah. are technically the, the Army for the Navy. That's what the Marines are. I mean, that's yeah, what they're designed nah, to be. Nah, nah, amphibious nah. amphibious attack. That's what they're supposed to be. They work you know on he, right, he right. Uh, you know, that's look how it the up. Marines form. That's what they're How the y'all going to tell me what the Marines Then you might need to go read your manual again because we can look this up. He right. The Marines were made for Hey, Adrian, why are you trying to tell me? Nigga, I was in the shit. The Marines was made to fight against hey, the Marine Pirates. What are you fucking Marine, nigga? Do you know the history of Marine Corps, nigga? We know about yeah, all that. The Marines was made to fight against, against the Marine Pirates. That man want to smoke. Think how arrogant you are, though, right now. The Marines was made to fight against the Barbary Pirates. How I hope my professor is a Marine. I told me this story. Nigga, I ain't gonna argue with you. Cause now you I'm sound crazy. Look at Let's source it up. I don't gotta I don't gotta source. I know the history. You had to learn to get out of boot camp. What's the history then, uh, cause Adrian whipping you right now? From the halls of no, they not. Y'all niggas whipping yourself. The like shores of Tripoli. Do. The shores of the that's from the right, right from the halls of Mount Zuma, <laughs> nigga, and the shores of fucking Tripoli, nigga. The whole nine yards. But the point I'm saying is the reason the Marine Corps is the department of the fucking Navy because nigga, we the first to hit that fucking beach. I mean that's, that's the, the idea, but that's not nigga. true. Now let me. Can I finish though, nigga? Don't let you talk about the army, the second place. <laughs> let you talk second place. Well, let me talk about the first place. First Yo. place, nigga, we'll get that beach first. That's what we doing. And we're going and them niggas you seen getting shot up and you know, jumping up Normandy. Man, them niggas was hitting that. Who was hitting that beach first? That was the army. That was not the Marines. That was the army. That was the army. History of the world was the army. That was not the Marines. That's the army. We got out of that nation. Y'all did it in um what? <laughs> no, 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 we was fighting. No, y'all did. I, I, I respect it. <laughs> we was fighting against the Japanese. Mm-hmm. Hold on, we was fighting against the Japanese. Iwo Jima, Iwo Jima. Right, so, so, right, so I'm saying that was, wow, hold on. That, yeah, well, so most people don't know they fought two wars, right? They fought in Normandy, in Germany, mm-hmm. and they fought in uh, uh, the, the Pacific. Yeah, the Marines the, the fought did in the European. Put out and all that shit. And the Marines yeah, yeah, did the Asia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Right, no, big up, big up the Marine Corps. I don't play that second place shit though. You know what I'm saying? Y'all yeah, serve a function and we go army, go army, beat Navy, go army. Good night, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> up, man. I'm gonna sit here and say I'm second, girl. You right? Hell no, nah, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, y'all jumped off and oh, man, what they told y'all. Man, oh, man. The, the difference between the Marines and no, the no, army no, no, no. I can tell you the difference. Marines is more no. specialized. No, listen. No, hey, Reggie, the difference is in boot camp. Ask that man how long he go to boot camp. Mr. Army, how long was your boot camp now? Ten weeks. weeks. How long? It's ten weeks. It's twelve weeks when you count yeah. processing. There's a number thirteen. The only thing they okay. do different is okay. goddamn water training. That's hold it, on. bro. Hold on, hold on. I mean, so I was in the Marines right too. Hold on, Uh-oh. hold on. So 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 you was in the Marines first or the army? Yeah, I got put out. I got I was in the Marines first. I got put out the Marines. Wait okay, so when you went, hold on. So when you went in the army, you didn't have to go in army boot camp, did you? Oh, damn. 
Crick. I think you have to go to a scaled down boot camp if you go to uh, on your second yeah, one. Nobody, nobody, right? You don't even matter of fact. If you went through Marine Corps boot camp, you can get in all the rest of the services and don't gotta go through their boot camp. Yeah, you might have to go through like the two weeks of um, oh, right, boy things or whatever. Right, right. See, that's the that's the rubber meet the road. But if you're in the army, you got to go through Marine Corps boot camp. If you're in the navy, you got to go through Marine Corps boot camp. So don't talk me to death. I rest my case. Right. Hey, peace and blessings, man. Mm-hmm. To the school killers. Can I say something real quick? Peace and blessings to the school killers. <laughs> if, you ain't, if you ain't back in the Marine Corps, I ain't listening to you. <laughs> hey, um, can you hear me? Yeah, man. Peace and blessings to my student killers family. And, you know, I ain't been on here for about a month or two. I, I, I love this platform here. But, uh, I've been trying to catch up with my brother, Uncle West, man, because I had a couple of questions for him, man. I, you, you ignored my message, Uncle. I know me and you, we, we talk, you know, here and there. You, did you, you see my message? You're going to get put off the show if you start that. Come on, man. Come on, man. Hey, bro, look. I got a question for you. Are, uh, you, still in, are you still in the Egyptian? <laughs> what? Oh, man. Chef That's Baby how <laughs> Hey, wow. I did a video wow. with Hulk and his DNA. Wow. He said his DNA. Wow. He said uh, Magi, uh, Ethiopian. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Mm-hmm. Right, so, so, did you, is that, is that true or what? <laughs> I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Of course, it's a fucking lie. You know, that sounds crazy. Hey, T Max on your neck, man. I sent you the video. Oh, you brought that. Oh, you brought that nigga name up. Let me kick you off. Let me kick you off here. Yo. You uh, 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 uh. No, I ain't never kicked you off my platform. Don't kick. I me. know, but I but I I know what you brought the bitch ass nigga name up. That's what explaining to do. Now you brought the Come bitch on, ass man. nigga name up. You brought the hey, bitch King ass Joe, nigga name up. Hey, King Joe, you got some explaining to do. No, I don't, me. nigga. Yeah, lucky. Okay. Let me see. You ain't gonna answer that. Where you at? Cause you come on here to be wild. See, you're lucky. All I do is ask a question. Where you at? I lie, you brother. No, I lie. My brother. Where's the control? I'm trying to kick you off this motherfucker. Hey, Chef, where's the control? Let me kick him off. Hold on, hold on. Now, I have said some crazy stuff in in the past, and and, and it came back to bite me. You know, it happens. Yeah, yo, but you you run around in the sacred costume in the Hebrews. I don't do none of that. I ain't never said I'm a damn Egyptian. I've never said that. I've never said I was a fucking Egyptian. Oh, maybe he. I maybe never he said had... African Americans was Egyptians, dog. But that maybe in my story, video, brother. No, nigga, but... maybe that's lying ass bitch ass Chief X to think he make all the conversation. He ain't got no show that he's making a show off of shit we be saying. Lord knows, don't let me say it. He gonna make a show about it. Without me, watch he can't. Was... I don't watch that nigga. You had to what tell was me something. What was said? What was said? It, it, it was something stupid. Somebody, uh, I took a DNA DNA test, and his DNA, his DNA came back and said he was he was Magi Ethiopian. Oh uh, wow! All right, you don't got that. Magi. Yeah, that's crazy, man. All right, nigga, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you have that one. All right, bro. I ain't gonna mess with you, then, man. Yeah, I ain't mad. You got you got that one over. You know, you my brother. You my brother. I know. I know. I everybody in the family, even Reggie. Even Ray, I, I ain't got I no hate to you early. But uh, you don't want to talk about this, okay? Just talk say you made it. Talk about what, yo? You want you you want to play a video? What? Why would I play that bitch ass nigga video and give him some shine away? 
I didn't know you that. had beef. Hey, hey, I didn't know you and him had beef like that. I wouldn't even. Oh, bro. oh you don't see all? Go, go check that nigga page. Nigga got about thirty videos. I mean, nigga, we don't got beef. Yeah, he doing too much. Dude. So yeah, I, right. I didn't know. I didn't know hey, it was personal. Right. Nigga's business. How about that? That's yeah, all I want. Without me, that nigga don't got shit. I couldn't catch up with you on the phone. So I said, "Hell, he on the show. So let me holler." At but uh, it's all crazy. crazy. I don't want to hear about. I don't want to hear about the. Come on, that nigga don't even exist in my world. Until you bring them up, somebody well, gotta bring them up. Well, one more, one more time. That, that came out of your mouth though in the video. No, it didn't. Hey, you a damn lie, nigga. You ain't watch it, huh? Yes, he did. I told you. So, so damn so lie. No, I, 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 I didn't watch the whole shit. Pull it up right now. Pull it up right now. <laughs> And this is brilliant again. It it just it shows that we all have different thought processes. I mean, we got a Hebrew Israelite. We got, got everybody in. No, this. he he definitely yeah. he definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm a, a pseudo killer. I, you know, I'm a Hebrew pseudo killer. You know what I'm saying? I'm part of the pseudo killer family. You see? Okay. Yes, sir. So, so we it's like a melting pot, man. I, I can get along with anybody. From yeah, I just figured that they all everybody thought they was goddamn connected edition back in the day. Well, you like, know what? Back then we did. I don't see why. Yeah, I feel like, you know what I'm saying. Like, niggas were fucking with that like shit if they thought yeah. the niggas looked like the niggas over there. <laughs> we were saying we were Egyptians. We run around with uh, you know, the little African medallions and all that type of stuff. So maybe that's you know, some shit. Want- once we got a little, you know, yeah, that, that ain't that ain't no 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 knock on nobody. You know, we all thought we was something <laughs> that we wasn't at one point in time. You feel me? Right. Like that's that's the progression of knowledge. You right. dig what I'm saying? Right. Like, and, and DNA tests are tricky as well, right? When when you look at a, the EM, what's it, the EM ninety five? Right, that goes back to East Africa, right? You know, you have to look at timelines and you know what 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 are say the uh, the the parent groups and all that. So it gets it gets tricky. So yeah, look, I, I heard a lot of, a lot of people. Was, I think even Wuja was like he, he was related Charlie. to King Tut or Ramses. Uh, Ramses. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ramses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, so. Just throw that, let me just throw that out there real quick. Yeah. Right, right. It, 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 was, really it was the whole that. marketing, the whole marketing campaign to you know to, to push uh, DNA tests in that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, CK. Oh, yeah, I didn't mean to change the subject, man. We'll, y'all can get back on. I just Hold on, CK, CK. Why is you in the chat, and why you ain't responded to me in over a week? That is crazy. <laughs> I've been hitting you up personally, and you I didn't message you on every platform possible right after you make a comment. And <laughs> so I, it's like I'm chasing you around. I see it too. She yeah, can. she crazy, yo. It's all perfect. It's all perfect. She is say crazy as hell. Come cool, post her little uh, fashion videos and shit, and they be out. <laughs> yeah, boy, she got the fashion shit going, boy. We don't know she could be working. Man, if she got time enough to post on social media, she should have time to respond to me. The hell? <laughs> I'm just hey, saying. The two days. AJJ, hey, hey, 7,000. My house is asleep. You lucky. Yo, I done went straight bananas. 
That's why I'm sitting back real quiet. The whole <laughs> DNA, the whole fake video, I yeah. gotta calm down because my house is asleep right now, yo. Don't let but get, I'll get don't you upset, no, I'll get you back earlier. I'll get you. I ain't talking about him. I'm talking about you. I'll get you back. Oh, now you mad at me. What you mad at me for? You mad at me? Because you brought this shit up. You kill the messenger where I'm from. We killed the messenger. <laughs> Come on, man. I, I tried to reach out to you privately. And you <laughs> and any other time you answer my call. You see? You put the ridiculous video in there or something. I'm like, yo, I don't want to see that shit. Fuck, I want to see that. I don't even watch that shit. Yeah, because I know it's misconstrued. It's taken out of context. It's all above. Well, maybe that's what he did. Maybe he chopped it up. I'm going I'm to go back he, to the and see if he chopped it up. Of course, of course he did. What else would he do? He ain't got nothing else left on him but that. <coughs> oh, it's all good, huh? All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, don't don't get y'all. upset. He's, he, is, he said his family sleep. Right, I can't yell right now. I'm right here. I ain't upset. I get it all the way in, but not now. Not not this time of night. Right. Everybody back to school now. I got you. You got me. And and I I believe that DNA results are a very personal thing as well, right? When someone wants to share something about it, you know that's that's okay. But when they don't want to share something about it, got to leave it alone, right? Um, oh, but I don't mind sharing my DNA. I don't mind sharing completely. Oh my saying my shit. So if hey, brother, you, have, have you yeah. ever heard of a DNA test that say you mad Jack? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Yeah, yeah, you made that up. I ain't say that, nigga. In the video, you <laughs> did say that, huh? Whatever, I ain't say that. No, no, listen, listen to me. In the video that he's talking about, you yeah. actually said that. I off for what? Now, I don't know if he doctored the video. No, 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 no. Based off of what? What came in front of that? What was I talking about? Did Your you DNA. Uh, well, what was the clip, though? Did you play the whole video to know what I actually said? Come on. Yo. No, <laughs> I'm saying, no, listen, we're world. saying in that video clip, you saying that you took your DNA, and when it came back, it said Magi. And I right. showed that? No, you was talking. What was you saying? What man? Come on, man! All right, come on, man! No, I'm yeah. I'm just saying he ain't lying. If if it was man, doctored, if you play a clip or something. I, I was shocked. If I'm talking about <laughs> if I'm talking about beating the brakes off somebody, right? Uh-huh. And then you play a clip, not mentioning the beat the brake, and you catch me at a spot. You can just say whatever you want to say about it, but you got to get the whole context of what I was trying to say. What was I saying? What was I talking about? You was talking was about your, it was about the debate. It was about uh, the Kemet on trial debate, I think. Um, and it was you was talking about don't a piece that you want. Uh, what? I said, don't make me pull up the goddamn. No, you was talking to Smash. Y'all was at Sinetta's, right? And right. I, I think right. y'all y'all was talking about. Um, you was talking about the piece that you wanted to present. Um, at the uh, at the Kemet on trial debate or whatever. And you was like, uh, you your, your DNA test had came back, and you what was that? right, yeah. And you was like, yo, I wish I could have presented that. He's like, cause when yeah. it came, you know what I mean. He was like, my DNA said magi, you know what I mean. And you know, you went into explaining it, and you know, and you and Smash start talking about it. So that's what it was about. 
See, Sosa seen it, but he just didn't want to say nothing. Nah, you think niggas gonna say what they want to say? Nah, yeah, you know who's saying it. CK, you didn't respond to me. I ain't want to sugarcoat, but I didn't want to hurt your feelings. I don't really sugarcoat, but now he mad at JJ. Me better than this. Hey, JJ. Hey, JJ. I stand for mine, bro. So let me go get my DNA test. It just won't happen tonight. Right? And I got the DNA test to change over time as more results come. So I got mine. I stands on mine, nigga. I don't run from nothing, nigga. And I don't do no lying. And there's one thing niggas know. So I'm going to bring that up. What I'm going to do. I'm going to get all y'all niggas out the way to think differently. Y'all know that nigga's a bitch-ass nigga. And he's a straight liar. So I'm going to stay winning. Gotcha. All day, every day. This is easy for me. Trust me with that. <clears throat> I mean, hold on. I mean, CK, you lying. You didn't respond to me. Oh, Shepard, there's no need to. Yeah, Yo, I've been chasing her around for two, two, two weeks, yo. Hey, this ain't like, can't bust CK out on the public platform, man. It's just, no, it's it just not. Don't look she, right, she, man. She's family, bro. We just, just stay out of it. Stay out of family, bitch. <laughs> Her ass ain't responding. Everybody didn't hear her. She said, Unk called her. Because yeah, I, I, told, told I told everybody she was in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> it's been two years, CK. You bugging. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Oh, that wasn't real? She was in the hospital, Chef? No, she wasn't no. in the hospital. Oh, man. If she wouldn't even respond to that, no. she ain't. <laughs> I thought that shit was real. I was like, damn. Jeff was like, CK, shit, CK's in the hospital. What's wrong? Has anybody talked to her? Then somebody responded like, nah, she ain't in the hospital. She all right. She'll be, she be soon or some shit like that. Somebody said, ah, oh, y'all had me fucked up with that one. Yeah. Yeah, I done chased her around every goddamn. I've been on MBK Discord. She been on there posting. I come right on there under CK, and she won't even respond. <laughs> but she gonna come in here. I've been working. That's some. Yeah, yeah. She be busy too. She be she be getting it in on dance service. She be yeah, she be put working. Every time I go look in the little cover, is CK in the different chat rooms and shit. CK got problems. Yeah, I'm gonna let you live this week, CK. But I need help uploading books onto the server. That's the only thing I wanted. I ain't want to mess with your relationship. I don't want your boyfriend to think that I'm trying, you know what I mean, knock the dust off, that I ain't doing none of that. Oh. I just want to help getting the goddamn books off the server. No, that's just a figure of speech. You know what I mean? Probably, yo. But yeah, CK, you yeah, crazy with that. Yeah, we're doing a good little job of getting some flow to the uh to the server though. I yeah, and but now we around. need some books in that motherfucker, CK. Yeah. We ain't got nothing in there. Hey yo, heard the <laughs> truth on that little that, that shit, the little uh the little uh, politic radio show that got that Discord service. Yo, them niggas is locked step together. <laughs> yo, her <and laughs> truth. <laughs> Like they oh, yeah, feed they off done. each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah too much yeah, energy. Done. Too much energy. Yeah, they they feed off this. <laughs> like they agree with all point. Like, yep, yep. And then yeah, that's yeah. why. I, like, you know, I should, yeah, too much up. energy. I can't deal with them, yo. They <laughs> hyper <laughs> as shit. Hey, truth ministry. Straight oh, yeah. pseudo. <laughs> they went straight pseudo. <laughs> it just, it just that was a, that was a good. Straight Mike. That was a good interesting. They, they, boy, they Mike. They went straight Mikey. 
You don't know Mike, right? Conspiracy Mike. Oh yeah, conspiracy Mike. Yeah, yo, we bring Mike on, yo. He gonna light it up, yo. yo oh, you know what? Your partner Mike. Oh yeah. Ooh, ooh, we boy won't stop, yo. Right now we supposed to be mutated because of the vaccine. Hey, bye. <laughs> He got the geopolitical, geopolitical using buzzwords. So whenever C can oh, use the words, I'm like, oh man, uh, oh wow. Oh yeah, Mike. Mike wow. was a funny dude. Yeah. Unbiased. Mike What's was. up, unbiased? We got some pseudos in the building. Reggie still on the panel. Reggie, you Reggie is creeping over. Peace your dig. Peace your dig. Reggie is cre- is creeping over to the pseudo side. No, chef. Yes. Oh, chef, man. Chef, creeping. I think he drove over. Yeah, yeah, he dove over that motherfucker. Other <laughs> Reggie's not pseudo. We just had. You <laughs> 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 ain't got your boy tonight. Yeah. You ain't got your boy Corey Gunn. Don't nobody want to be pseudo, boy. Yeah. Nobody want to be pseudo. Reggie, That's you need to shape up, shit. Reggie. You need to shape up because you you didn't dove over that. You know what I mean? It's crazy. What are you talking about, Chef? I don't, you just came on to disagree with me when I had. I'm talking about some, some the the real shit, and you start talking about Leonard Jeffries and them like that shit messed me up. Like I ain't, I just don't know where they do that about, at. I just told you about my education. What's the matter with Professor Leonard Jeffries? Yeah, they ain't no civil rights leaders, yo. They ain't. They ain't put in that type of pain uh, for you to be mentioning them when I'm talking about Dr. Martin Luther King. We just don't do stuff like that where I'm from. I agree with Dr. Martin Luther King. I didn't say, say nothing. Uh, I just try to contextualize the war, the civil rights movement, civil rights cases. I thought I did a good job. Nah, you messed that up. <laughs> <laughs> about, about, about the rural South. Yeah, you start talking about you grew up on a farm and yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? You used to have to buy yeah. tomatoes off of a wagon. Yeah. Uh, you know yeah, what I mean? I'm like that, you just went crazy, yo. Yeah, I'm thinking like, is yeah. people okay? Right. Like, I don't know like how that worked out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you were picking cotton yeah. and all that, man. <laughs> cotton picking, nigga. You bought meat from the black folk. Great grandmother died before she brought fruits no on bag. horse and buggies. No and porgies. What's what's the matter with that? You did what? Collard greens and what? Salt pork. Right? And 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 um uh look look my 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 mother ate my mother and my grandfather ate muskrat. Uh yeah, I ate rabbits. I mean, I mean, that's just just part of my uh the, all of that's my, my tradition. Porgies, uh uh that's just who I am as a as a as a real black American born in the South. Country bunk. What's country bunking, What is that? Basically, was a country bunking. Por- porgies and and, and uh, spot fish. You have a square right. dance before? <laughs> huh? You have a square dance? <laughs> no, I didn't square dance. That wasn't my my gener- my that wasn't my generation. As a matter of fact, Corey said he where Corey at when Corey told me the other day. <laughs> Yo used to square dance. That messed me up. <laughs> oh, when our parents, when our parents danced, we just we sat down. We ain't going to dance floor. We just sat down and, and, and behaved ourselves. I think Brenda said he square danced too, didn't he? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. They, they, 
<laughs> again, right in elementary school, they had us doing a lot of stuff, right? You, you would do like a, a square dance. I remember doing that, right? Oh yeah, have, have, have you ever done a Have you ever done a ballroom dance, Chef? I never did a square in Baltimore. In, see, a see you, you guys, your, your school systems are sort of weird <laughs> up there. right? Ballroom dancing was a was a real big thing for uh generation. That's that's how they uh uh communicated. Right. Ballroom dance for, for the black for the black bourgeoisie. The Autobahn ballroom, the Autobahn ballroom, and and um, the place that we go for debates, the Alejandro. All of those were um were were ballrooms for ball dancing. Right. That, yeah, that place, frankly, that was beautiful when they showed them dancing like that. I'm like, man. Yeah. So y'all must have had white teachers if they made y'all square dance. That's crazy, man. I had all white female yeah, teachers. Yeah, yeah, white teachers. Oh, that's just culture. You just learn in school. You 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 learn more than what's on in the book. You actually in, involve yourself in, in culture. You um in agriculture, you learn how to grow corn and and grow things. Right? I don't know what an agriculture class. <laughs> I don't know. Like y'all niggas had farms and shit. Like that nigga went to Tuskegee. The hell. <laughs> Like, you lost it, <laughs> but chef, we we certainly need to do a um I think a part two for the video. Definitely of the, the selling of the Negro or the, the secrets of selling the Negro. Right. Because yeah. I'm doing a little bit of reading on the side here when you guys were showing this, right? Um mm-hmm. I guess this was published, it's about the Johnson Publishing Company, right? Mm-hmm. With the owners of like Jet Magazine, um Ebony Magazine, and one of their focuses for this whole piece was to uh, to get business owners to buy mm-hmm. um, advertisements, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, for to actually advertise inside of these, uh, what you would say, African American uh, media media circuits, right? So it was, and you can kind of tell, right? There was some 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 somewhat harsh marketing sort of uh, imagery or during mm-hmm. inside of the the, the video. Like, like for instance, like um, when it shows the the, the clothing, right? The yeah. clothing was was very pristine, right? That that the the uh, the, the people were in, um, the houses were very very nice, right? Everything was was perfect, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's what it gives me that that harsh marketing sort of uh thing. That's why I was like, okay, well, like it, it it's like a focus on a mark of a. a, a, a marketing to the negro as a as, as a business segment or as a commercial segment successful negro the yeah. Elite yeah. And, um, and so yeah uh, but really, but again but why, again even in the the imagery that was that was used inside of the um inside of the video not that it was something that was mirroring reality right it's it was something that to, that was tailored towards the um the the, the, the advertisers the sellers Right, people who were you know selling these these things, right? The, the, the garment sellers, the the home sellers, right? Saying, okay, well, yeah, this this sort of makes sense. Yeah, this make you know I I will you know consider right, the the Negro population as a uh, as a market center, right? So, I think I've seen that video. But Brendan, did you, Brendan, did you mm-hmm. uh, did you get my uh my my message, my email on on that speech that I I put it in your in, in your chat, and, oh, I, and yeah. I emailed you. It's uh, Du Bois is uh, read that, read that. Um, I, I think that you would appreciate that. Okay, yeah. see, Du Bois was part. 
Du Bois was part of all of that. He was one of the talented 10. And he left that. And his speech that I just sent you is his departure from that. He broke away from that whole movement of the elite. And, And if you read that speech, you'll see how Du Bois changed and he asked some really important questions uh and maybe one day we go we actually go over that and then it would it would speak to a lot of the things that i was trying to say um but you know the speech the the, the speech you echoing a little bit <clears throat> yeah somebody's mic is open but the speech oh you must have started a line say what <laughs> We got, a, we got an automatic echo in here. When a person starts lying, they start echoing, echo, echo, echo. What? Unk, man, you my, Unk, one thing is, Unk is my best friend. I ain't gonna lie. Unk, no matter what, he got jokes and shit, but I'm gonna tell you, Unk mm-hmm. is one of my best goddamn friends, boy. <laughs> I, but I, but I, did, I did have a question for Unk. Um, What's because, up? Because Unk, Unk and, um, Brother Mike, they they mentioned something that I think that was very uh, interesting when you talked about they were uh, uh, this was either in their um, what do you call it, the boot camp or they were in mm-hmm. a foxhole and they said basically all of the what you would consider these racist sort of things would go out of the window when they're yeah. no longer expedient, yeah. right? In, in 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 a foxhole or in a situation where you know a mission had to get done, some something. That, that that basically transcended that, right? That, that it w- it was no longer advantageous, right, to be racist, right, or to to be prejudiced at that point, right? That. So, so that 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 it begs the question for me because I think that the name of the show was like, what could you do about racism? What can we do about racism? And 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 when you guys were sort of explaining that, right, um. In my mind, right, what I was thinking, I was like, okay, well, you, what you do, you make it no longer expedient to be racist. You make it no longer advantageous to be racist, right? Just as your experience in the foxhole or your experience in the boot camp situation, right, where it was no longer expedient to be that way, right? We should, we right. should have levers in society, right, to do the same thing. Uh, uh, it, uh, that speaks to the psychology about us versus them and who we consider the us. So when they go into the Marines, the us is not black, white. The us is the Marines. So when you change the dynamic of who is the us, it's no different than, like, like I said, between if I put a Cowboys hat on and somebody put a Baltimore Ravens hat on, the us dynamic changes because it, it would so it would it would differentiate itself along the lines of who's a cowboy fan and who's a raven fan. Now, that's who we are. Mm-hmm. Outside, outside of race. So when you get into Marines now, the dynamic is that the us is the Marines. Mm-hmm. It's no longer about race. Yeah, you couldn't have it in there, it wouldn't have worked. You can't have people with loaded guns. You know, in Vietnam, they tell stories about how if some white boys got out of order, yo, it wouldn't, it wouldn't make it, you wouldn't make it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you couldn't even carry that same type of attitude that you, you know what I'm saying? Like, all that was out the door. Like, you had to respect everybody. We're on equal foot now. We we, we depend on each other. 